Fuck it. Oh, this too. I'm going to get your permission first. Just like Skype. I have to make sure. I'm legally obligated to let you know you're being recorded, Brandon. Uh, no. Stop the recording right, right now. Well, bye, then. <laughs> I'm going to say shit because, uh, you know, we always put up them full videos on Patreon. This is going to be the full video. So, that's how, oh. that's how they see you, hey, You got to show off the shirt. You know, I think only like three people watch the videos. I don't care. That's three people I shall entertain. Shout out to Mike. Yep. Mike. <laughs> I actually don't know who the other two are, but I know for sure Mike, because he'll put comments under the video, and I'm like, I don't even remember what the hell you're talking about. I okay, that happens, that, to be, that happens to me all the time, and it's going to happen even more now, because we're more ahead ahead of the game in posting. Oh, yeah. So somebody will be like, oh, yeah, when you mentioned this, I thought about this, and I'm like, what part was that? I don't even know. Yeah, what, <laughs> and sometimes it don't even be like, you only say this, it just be like a response to something. I'm like, what the hell did I say? Yeah, like, uh, what? I just said new episode. <laughs> <laughs> or it'd be some crazy shit me and PJ said, and he responded, like, I don't even remember. I'm sure it was some crazy shit, but I don't remember anymore. Yeah, somebody said, like, oh, when you said tabernacle, all I could think of is, like, we said tabernacle? <laughs> I actually think I remember that, because somebody didn't know what a tabernacle was. I don't remember which guest of yours it was, but I remember. Oh, right, 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 right. That was Mariah. She didn't know what a tabernacle oh, was. Oh, it's yeah. a damn Christmas movie. That's yeah, Kirk Cameron bullshit. It's funny, as I sent you the picture, I went on Pluto TV and that damn movie was playing, and it was at the dance part. <laughs> you watched the dance, right? I did. The spirit, and? Could, the spirit couldn't do it. She said it brought back too much PTSD of her white family she grew up with. I was like, oh, damn. She, she should have walked PJ, out. <laughs> you should have had PJ watch it. I, if he was here, he was out of town. <gasps> well, I guess it's not a rap song. I was going to say Rate the Bars because they were singing. Oh, that's true, shit. I'd say Rate, but rate the Dance. Still rate. Yeah, rate the dance. Rate the moves. There you go. Hey, just we have heard on high. <laughs> da, 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 da. You you know you remember that shit. Well, shit, Nathan probably rewatched it. He sounded like he liked that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was shocked. I thought he was doing another Medea to I'm like, oh, he's serious. No. Well, I mean, I think he liked it in the way that like people like bad movies. Or like we like bad movies. Yeah, I, I don't think it was like, you know, I don't think it was like, oh, Star Wars, amazing, <laughs> like anything like that. I think it was like, uh, I mean, when you have Skrillex, Santa, and uh, Skrill the whitest dance scene ever, and um, there's another thing that happens that's really bizarre. But yeah, um, you know, saving Christmas. There you go. Coming next week. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, I, no, no spoilers. I'm just right before, because this is all in the show. I'm not editing that as up. Oh, shit. I just want to know, this movie we're about to talk about, would you label this a bad movie, quote-unquote? No spoilers. I just mean, like, in terms of the filmmaking and whatnot, because I... Mm. I don't... It's hard to say. Yeah, it is. Because we're going to talk about some acting, oh, yeah. I think. Uh, it's in my but notes like, somewhere. <laughs> but, like, there are legitimate stars in this movie <laughs> and they come out of fucking nowhere i was multiple times like i looked at my phone like is that who that is yeah yeah i don't hmm that's tough because like if, okay if, if the actors that are in this were not in this mm -hmm. i might be more inclined to say yes mm -hmm. but it also kind of has a budget yeah so it's like really hard to say i wish i could i'm a slight spoiler i couldn't find any numbers for this there's a reason why i can't find box office, but I couldn't even find a production cost, unfortunately. So I really wanted to fucking know how much this cost to make. Yeah, and I didn't look up any Rotten Tomatoes, so you can save that for later. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Well, you know what? Fuck it. No more preamble. You know, you, you want to do the honors? Uh, theme music. There you go. Theme music.
What's going on, everybody? I'm Brent. PJ's not here today, out of town with his family, so he's back. He's been wanting to be back for a while. I got him back. Unofficial fourth co-host, Brendan, from the What Were They Thinking podcast, for Screening Country podcast, what, uh, everything I learned from movies podcast, every goddamn podcast you ever heard. Brendan was yeah, good. It's me, Brendan, a.k.a. Izzy. I'm the co-host of the Everything I Learned from Movies podcast. Uh, what's happening? It's been a while. Um, yeah. I, I'm really glad that I'm back. Brent, because I thought maybe after the last movie we did, it would never happen again. <laughs> oh, you mean the one with the, the the black face and the Nazi imagery and the snail murder and all that like rapey shit? That movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we kind of hit the 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 ceiling with that one. I think that's my that might be the only movie I think I've given a negative score to. I think you I, did. Did you give that a negative one? Let's go back to the book. Okay. I will, I'll let you know. What did I give it? That's what I really want to know. I'm pretty sure. I think I gave it a negative two, and I think. You gave it a zero. I must have given it a zero. Maybe a one. I think it was a zero. Oh, here's okay. What is it? Oh, oh that's... Brendan, you gave it a ten. What the hell? Out of town. There it is, right there. What is it? <laughs> that was recorded May eighth, twenty twenty, bro. Wow. Uh, a lot's changed. I have three kids now. Uh, Brent is uh, living in you know a retirement home. Um, I'm living under uh, protection and shit right now. <laughs> yeah, I gave it a negative two. You gave it a zero. There you go. Maybe because I didn't know if we could go negatives. <laughs> well, you know, you know what episode po- was immediately after that one. Yeah, what, what was after the podcast blackout? Oh that, no, that's the episode that led into that, Brendan. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm just glad it wasn't the one immediately after that. Oh, it was the one immediately after. What is it? That's what I'm saying. No, no, I'm glad it wasn't the opposite. <laughs> oh, oh, after the black. No, no, damn it. What was after the black? <laughs> Yikes. I think it was like Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. <laughs> okay. Well, that's better. It was Michael Jackson Moonwalker. That's right. Sounds like I mean, I mean, it's barely a movie, but yeah. Yeah, I think we gave it like a six and everybody was like, eh. I thought people might be mad because it's Mike, but they were like, eh. Shit, Spirit actually get at a lower score than us if you can believe that shit. She probably was expecting an actual movie like that Prince movie. You ever see that Prince movie? No, not not Purple Rain. Oh, Under the Cherry Moon, is that one? Yeah. I don't own that one. I've never seen it, but I own Purple Rain. Never seen it. It's in the bag okay. over there. Under the Cherry Moon is, like, really odd, and I think you should probably do it on your show. Oh, it, believe me. When I get a copy, when I get that shit in my hands, after we do I'll Purple give Rain. You that. I'll give you that shit in your hands. Oh, you own it? I'll put my shit in your hands, oh, Brent. Oh, see, well, I can put my own shit in my hands. I don't need no help on that one. You technically, Brenda, you put shit in your hands every time you wipe your ass. Remember that, folks. Mm-hmm. And then you don't wash it. And that's then you right. give someone that Rona. That's right. See? Just like my people at my job do. I can't tell how many times I've cleaned bathrooms and there's no fucking paper towels in the trash can. I, all the time, Brenda. But don't worry, because $600 is coming. It's going to solve everything. Oh, I, we got it over here. And guess what? We're living wonderfully, Brendan. 
<laughs> Living just, large and in charge. Just today I saw there was actually, I guess, uh, Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi's houses got graffitied and shit. They left like a pig head and blood outside the houses, all kinds of shit. Yeah, look, I mean, look that shit up. <laughs> I mean, one probably deserves it more than the other, but yeah. Guess which one got the pig head? Mitch. No. Really? Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, you would think it'd be the other way around. I mean, I think I'd be slightly more aggressive towards one of them, but yeah. Exactly. I mean, she she's not the best uh, candidate for speaker. I'm, I'm, I'll grant you that. That's what somebody said. They was like, man, why don't you just get all these old motherfuckers out of here anyway? These motherfuckers was, can you, like, can you imagine? Can you imagine if AOC was the speaker right now? Holy shit. Shit would get done. Mm-hmm. But they don't want that, Brendan. That's why it's not happening. She too, she's too radical. She has too many ideas about how people should have money and be comfortable and live uh, not in poverty. So that's crazy. Did you see those motherfucking dance moves, B? Oh, my God. Did you see her <laughs> dancing like the goddamn communist that she is, Brent? Some of a bitch. Oh, so you know where she could take those dance moves? Back to Russia. <laughs> that's probably been said on TV, I bet you. I'm pretty sure that I'm, I I think I almost verbatim quoted a tweet just now. So there you go. See, people might say, "Oh no, you're crazy." They wouldn't say that, and then you just pull up a tweet. So one good thing about Twitter, <laughs> there's a tweet for everything. Exactly, Brendan. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that this is going to be the next episode. So I'm going to go ahead and drop a number. This is episode 187. Murder, death, kill out here in these streets. Ooh, 187, shit. I thought about it when I was writing the notes. I was like, man, I should have did the movie 187 for episode 187. God damn it. It's it's true. It's true in hindsight. You could always do um, in true, just like, you know, um, anarchist style, just make it episode 188 and be like, and if you don't like that, fuck you. There you go. Or, well, have you seen 187? I haven't, but I know, I know oh, I've heard of it. I won't spoil it. I'll just say... People might get mad at me, but I laughed so fucking hard at the end of that movie. And I'm not supposed to. <laughs> All right. One day, if we ever talk about it, I'm going to That tell shocks me, Brent. That shocks me. It doesn't at all. <laughs> but, Brendan. Yeah. What did we watch? Because I gave you four options. I, you I did. Um, and I don't remember any of the other titles. <laughs> I remember... All right, I'm a, I'm a, I got you. I think I got. I know. I remember three. I think, I've, including this one, because this I won't say this. I'll say that last. It was Hands of Steel, which was I think the closest contender. That was that the first was, trailer, and that was the first one you sent me. And literally, I almost said, you know what? I don't think I need to watch the other ones. I think this is the winner. Oh, you got you got it up on your phone. I'm yeah. I'm trying to bring oh, okay. them up right now. I, you go ahead. Because I'm trying to remember. It was one. I think it was one like called uh, Prisoner or Assassin or some shit. There was one. Yeah, I'm uh, okay. Here we go. There was um, Hands of Steel, which was a movie in which it basically a Terminator ripoff, right? That's Italian one, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there was Star Knight. Yes, that's the one. As in, as in uh, K N I G H T, starring Harvey Keitel, by the way, a medieval movie. And if you heard that line that I heard from that trailer from Harvey Keitel, oh my god! What's the line you're talking about? I don't remember. I don't know what he said exactly, but he just basically, he like got up in like the king's ear or something. He said, sire, what are we going to do about like I was like, whoa, he does not give a fuck. <laughs> well, because he's like affecting an accent, but not really because Harvey Keitel is like, just give me my check. Pretty much. Um, there's a movie you sent me called Assassin that from 1986. I, ha I don't I remember. Oh, you remember because we talked about it because there's a scene where the, it's like a cyborg around killing political motherfuckers and there's a woman sitting at a desk and he kicks yes. the desk and slams her ass up against the wall and I was like, send that trailer. 
And then doesn't he like rip someone's face or head off or something? I think he did. I was like, oh, I yeah. need this. And that's a TV movie, Vernon. That's right. But then the winner yeah. was the 1989, I guess, like futuristic sci-fi fantasy-ish like movie. Steampunky type thing, I guess. Slipstream. Yeah, not to be confused with Slipstream from 2007 with Anthony Hopkins. I found out there's another movie called There's actually two other movies called Slipstream. That's okay. So that's why the ti- when I saw the title, I was like, I've heard this title before. Mm-hmm. But then I, when I saw the movie, I was like, I don't think it was this movie though. <laughs> well, see, the thing is too, I think the same thing in that trailer caught your eyes and mind is the trailer has, you find out the movie has Mark Hamill, Bill Paxton, yeah. Ben yeah. Kingsley, and some yeah. other motherfuckers. It's like, what is this movie? I've never fucking heard. It doesn't seem like because uh, the box set, where is it at? And when you say other motherfuckers, ladies and gentlemen, F. Murray Abraham, Salieri himself is in this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. But I got this box set, the sci fi invasion. It's like 50 like, public domain movies. And, and Brent, when you say Mark Hamill, um, does he look any different? Well, he got like all blonde fucking hair and shit. And this is this is the movie he did after Return of the Jedi. I read this was his next movie years later. Six years later. Yeah. Wow. I don't know why it took so long. Let me double. Let me fact check that because it seems like that's a long time, bro. Unless he just had that Star Wars check and was like, "Fuck all y'all." I mean, what the other big thing he would have done was the voice of the Joker, right? Because he did that for years. Brandon, how could you forget about Corvette Summer? What the fuck is that? Oh, oh, that's. When is that coming up on your podcast? You need to look that Corvette up. Corvette Summer? That's the movie he did after, I think, the original Star Wars. I think that's a 70s movie. Is that why he got into a car accident? Oh, I don't actually know. <laughs> it might be. What's wrong with me? Oh. Corvette Summer. 1978. So no, not Corvette here, Summer. Just, Star Wars. Google, don't tell me what I want to search. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, oh, 50%, 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. It, it fits your show. Uh oh shit. And it's okay, so this uh looks like a romantic action comedy starring Mark Hamill and Annie Potts. And mm-hmm. yes, that is the assistant from Ghostbusters. Yep. The secretary. Secretary. Yeah. Oh by the way, she's great in that movie, but I it's weird to see her in like uh this kind of movie. But I guess this was like six years before. And the plot summary on IMDb is a high school grad and a hooker in training try to track down a stolen Corvette. Come hey, on. it was nominated for a Golden Globe Award for Annie Potts. Okay. There you go. Uh, cost $9 million, made fifth, made almost $16 million, Oh, so. shit. Oh. Technically a hit. Can you imagine, though, Mark Hamill being like Star Wars and then going onto the set of Corvette Summer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's that's gonna be the big break right there, man. He probably filmed that before Star Wars was big. He probably did. It came out a year later. He was probably like, you know what, guys? <laughs> I wonder if he had a, like a poll amongst his friends. He's like, what do you think is gonna be my bigger hit? This weird space movie <laughs> with like monkeys and th- and shit, or like Corvette Summer? <laughs> it would be like, uh, what was that? It was Dogma where they had to bet with like yes. between ET and Crush Groove. <laughs> that's my i fucking love i love dogma and i know you love kevin smith too um i love in that scene because he says yeah he's like it's coming from the guy who lost a bet of what was going to be the bigger movie et or crush groove and matt damon's response is you know what fuck you because time's going to tell on that exactly i love crush groove i don't care man i've never seen <laughs> <I> et <laughs> but i mean in terms of like the global scope oh, yeah. like <laughs> it's the biggest 
Oh, oh, I looked it up too. This actually is the movie he did. He did like little TV shit after Return of Jedi, but this is the first movie he did after Return of Jedi. It makes sense. He was probably tired of the spotlight, honestly. Well, I read too. It said that he one of the reasons he even took the job is because he wanted to break the you know young hero type that he was as Luke Skywalker, the typecast. There you go. I can think of the word. I also just want to say right now, this stars two of like my favorite people because I love Mark Hamill because mm-hmm. he's also just like a great human being. Oh yeah. And Bill Paxton was legend. Bill Paxton was so good. In the movie, like every fucking movie, even when he was in trash, he always was like elevate the trash. I... Always, always. And this isn't a trash movie, but um, I'm talking when I reference uh, Near Dark. Have you ever seen Near Dark? I haven't seen it, but it's been on my list for a while now. He's so good in that. He's so good, and he's just like he he does like those over the top parts, and he also does those like subtle parts. Like he does everything. Like he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. So underrated. I saw, I saw that because I sent you the three trailers and I saw I remember this movie and I was like nope sending four and I was like he's gonna pick this like one moment I sent you this I was like he's gonna pick this movie of course I was I even told the spirit I'm like he's gonna pick this one and then I just got a text in all caps that said Brent we're doing this one or whatever you said <laughs> slipstream at times a thousand <laughs> but this like Brendan said earlier is from 1989 yep. one, one hour and 42 minutes no numbers. I don't know how much it costs, and there's no box office because this went straight to video, Brandon. This what? Really? It was something. Oh, let me let me double check. Why? Wait a second. No, I mean I definitely it did. It went straight to video, but I don't remember why. There, and that's also it's something I mean, with the producer because that's why this movie is public domain too. You know what though? That kind of makes sense because I was gonna say Mark Hamill, it, Bill Paxton. I thought maybe this would be a theatrical movie, but I mean, what had he done really before? He was in the Terminator, but it was such a small role, right? He got in the first twenty minutes or fifteen. What What was his earliest, like, biggest part? You know, like Bill Paxton. That's, that's fine. Oh, wasn't he in? Uh, oh no, that came out later. Shit, I was gonna yeah. say Weird Science, but Weird Science came. No, this is. Wait, 80, no, Weird yeah. Science was before that. Yeah, yeah before you know, yeah, like eighty six or eighty seven or something. Mm-hmm. So maybe that. Yeah. Aliens is eighty six. By the way, guys, recommendation for a great Bill Paxton movie, Frailty. Watch that shit. It just popped up when I typed in his name, too. So good. Let's see. Oh, uh, well, it says Soldier, so it probably was a bit part, but he was in Stripes. That's one of the earliest big movies. That's, that he was definitely not a big part of that movie, because I don't remember him at all. <laughs> oh, he was in Streets of Fire. That's right. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Terminator. What's the f- weird science? Yeah, I guess would be the one that he had the biggest role in earliest. So, yeah. Okay, so, uh, I mean... If it went straight to video, it kind of makes sense then. It's just weird to go back and see, like, two so recognizable names in, like, a straight-to-video movie. Well, here, you know what? I got you. I got all. There's actually info about this movie. I'm going to read it off to you. Oh, shit. Here we go. Who's it, Who directed this shit, Brent? That's what I want to know. Steven Lisberger, the guy that directed Tron. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to we gonna get to that. Okay. Slipstream. <laughs> Slipstream was the second feature that Gary Kurtz made as a producer after splitting from his former creative partner, George Lucas. There's your connection right there. The guy who mm-hmm. produces a Star Wars produced this. Yep. So that's uh, how Mark Hamill came in. So let me see. I'm trying. I'm, I'm scrolling through it a little bit. Jar Jar Binks was the uh, art direction supervisor. <laughs> Misa think this look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't begin. <laughs> Misa wonder why plot changes every five minutes. Misa wonder what the fuck is going on at certain parts. Yes. Because I got quite that's the reason why I don't have a lot of notes. I got a lot of questions though. All my notes are questions. Oh, well, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, he began his hugely successful collaboration with George Lucas by producing American Graffiti. 
Oh, it's a good movie. Their partnership ended acrimoniously in the interval between Empire and Jedi. Uh, Lucas and Kurtz fell out over the creative and commercial direction of the franchise. He probably had a hard time uh, agreeing with... Uh, I don't know if you talked about it, because I haven't heard your episode um, from the last one that you did about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if you know this, but apparently George Lucas wanted to make Marion Ravenwood um, when she had... He wanted to make it so that when Marion had an affair with Indiana Jones, that she was like 12. Ooh. You know, it kind of comes through a little bit, because when we talked about it in the episode, the, uh, Spirit and PJ thought that that's what exactly happened. They he almost made it like that. There's mm -hmm. transcript of the uh, between him and some other guy and Steven Spielberg, and Steven Spielberg is like, "We can't make her 12." <laughs> George wrong, Lucas dude. is like, "No, but it'll be fine because she came on to him." And Spielberg is like, "We cannot do this." This is why you need a Spielberg in the background, like, "No." Yeah, Spielberg, who's like made movies with it makes so many movies with kids that like you're like no, he's like no, 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 no. <laughs> have you ever you ever see like in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? I don't know. Have you ever watched like any of the back behind the scenes feature at things? No, I haven't. Oh, one day, bro. If you got a copy or you can pull him up because he he I... did not give a fuck that whole production. You could tell because he even says it. He's like, oh, well, George is like, well, why don't we do it this way? He say he just throws his hands up like, sure, George, why not? Like, just don't care. Fuck it. I will say this, and I know Brent is gonna join me on this hill. Well, I don't mind that movie. I don't hate it either. That like I haven't. It's I will fine. say from memory, we ain't done it yet. But from memory, I gave it like a six or a seven, probably. Yeah. I love the Shia LaBeouf uh, uh, greaser scene where they're all fighting in the I in the bar. Yeah. yeah, no, that movie's fun. It's fine. Like everyone who um, is so raged about it, like relax, relax. Well, the funny thing is, I know I've told the story on your podcast. I don't know if they heard it here, but my grandma loved Indiana Jones movies and she loved the Die Hard movies and she loved Die Hard Four up until he was standing on a jet and she said, <laughs> yeah. "Now it's too much. It's too far now." <laughs> and she watched all of the motherfucking Indiana Jones movie. And had didn't have that reaction, even with the refrigerator. <laughs> didn't. Bother. But you know what? I kind of understand that more now because Die Hard was always supposed to be such a like. Uh, yeah. It was supposed to be more grounded. Mm -hmm. And if you watch the first one, it's very grounded. It's very, yeah. Um, even the second one is grounded, even though it's takes place in an airport. It's the two where it's like, eh, oh, I see what you did there. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the first three, there's a level of oh, like yeah. bringing it down to like you know a palatable mm -hmm. movie. But I think, yeah, I, I definitely see how Live Free or Die Hard reaches that plateau where you're like, okay, he's not an action hero. This is not what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Well, see, the thing is, too, it was like a it was a progression because the first moment where she the, the eyebrow got cocked was when he flung a, a car at the helicopter. Yeah. That's when she you know, the eyebrow that. raised. And then that moment was when it was like, done, not fucking with it. I still, I still like that movie. I love the, that the one, movie. The one after that. Fuck that. As much of an apologist I can be for certain movies that I know people hate, I will never defend Die Hard 5. That movie sucks. <laughs> I even will admit that. I saw Terrible that shit movie. in the theater. <laughs> With nobody in there. <laughs> <laughs> but Brandon, uh, I got more info for you. Okay, give me. Give it. This me. film is mistakenly believed to be in the public domain when in reality it has a proper copyright notice in the end credits. So, I, I don't know how they got the rights. Maybe they just didn't give a fuck that they put it in this box. I mean, it's on Tubi, so there was ads. It's, I didn't buy any of the products. I'm there's sorry. a DVD out for it, too, like a single DVD for it, so you can buy the shit. Uh, Slipstream had a short cinema run in the UK where it was considered a flop. In Australia, where the film grossed just $66,000 during its entire theatrical run. Wow. So I guess I could have used that number, but whatever. 
The film was never released in theaters in North America and only uh, enjoyed only moderate VHS sales, so he didn't even get much rental. Okay, uh, so theatrical in other places. Yep. Okay. It says uh, fans have awaited a director's cut, and I guess uh, the producer Gary Kurtzen interviewed that the script was originally much more violent, but that these violent scenes, which have made the plot more coherent, were never filmed. It's a PG thirteen movie, right? I think it's PG. I don't even I think it's PG thirteen. Was it? I thought it was PG thirteen. I thought I just saw PG. It probably is. I could yeah, no, because be I think they say like. I mean, spoiler alert! I thought in one scene where yeah, they showed a woman in a cave, I thought she was pissing. I didn't even see that part. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and slight spoiler now. That anything with the caves, I, I zoned. I don't remember any of it. No, there's a scene where they're just flying, and Bill Paxton like looks, and there's like a shot of the cave, and there's like a woman standing there, and I thought she was just like pissing, and I thought he was like, "Yeah, let's turn around," and I was like, "What the fuck are we looking at?" I about oh, I got yeah, we gonna talk about that. Fuck it. P uh, not damn. What's called you, PJ? Brendan. Yo. IMDb out of ten, something point eight. What number you think it got out? Of, like something point eight. Oh, we're doing IMDb first. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I ain't got no movie numbers. <laughs> something point eight. Yeah. It's got to be five point eight. 4.8 out of 10. Really? Yeah. Okay. The crazy thing, I didn't expect this at all, but it actually has a critic and audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It has both. I didn't expect that critic rating. Will you tell me at least if it's fresh or rotten? Both are rotten. Okay. So there's a hint for you. So critics, how many critics? Think? How many critics reviews are there? Oh, I've never actually. Let me let me double check. I didn't look at that part. Oh, it can't be. It can't be that many. Up my odds here. Oh yeah. See, it's, PJ has to listen and catch these hints that you're throwing out. He doesn't think that has to stuff. <laughs> uh, is that the right slipstream? Uh, Anthony Hopkins. It has ten. Critical okay. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna say it's like I'm probably like twenty percent. It's actually higher. One more shot. Thirty. Forty-three percent. Wait, what? How can it be forty-three with ten people? Uh, it's, it says you got. Well, the first two things are fresh, actually. But if there's only 10 reviews, then it can only be like a, a whole number. Like a... Like a uh, oh, I'm sorry. A, I read that. seven. My bad. I thought it was saying... Oh, I see, I would have yeah. gotten it. <laughs> <laughs> it says show more critic reviews, seven. So I thought it meant, oh, there's seven more. But I guess oh, you're okay. saying there's seven so, total. So you're saying 43%? Yeah, 43 from the critics. Okay. Audience? I got, I got you this time. For the audience, there's actually 1,385. More people than I thought would have seen this. <laughs> 39. Lower. 30. 22%. Ooh. Didn't like the shit. Wow. And like I said before, it's directed by Steven Lisberger, the director of Tron, because it's all over the poster if you look up the poster. But what the fuck else did he direct besides this now? Let's find out. Pulp Fiction, uh, Jackie Brown, um, no, uh, Amistad, uh, for some reason. Uh, oh, this is, help. this is actually the last thing he directed. Oh, no. He directed, uh, after Tron, he did Hot Pursuit and then this. Hot Pursuit, not the... Oh, okay, never mind. I thought the Reese Witherspoon... Oh, no. No. Okay. Oh, actually, okay. This is the Hot Pursuit. He directed stars John Cusack, Robert Loja, Jerry Stiller, uh, Keith David, right. Ben Stiller... Oh, that's actually some I've heard of that. I've heard of that movie before. I and, and then and there's a there's one with like Reese Witherspoon and Sofia Vergara. I think I've never seen it because it looked like trash. But I'm just saying it exists. Well, you know what? That's all for your show right there. Bad to questionable. Be 
Uh, it's a bad comedy, though. It's not a Joe's Apartment comedy. Like, it's not, like, dated. It's just, eh. You know what I mean? It's just bleh. Yeah, bleh. So when we get into SNL month, then, I know that's a lot of bad comedy. I got, we got to do it. It's got to happen. As much as I love Saturday Night Live, I could easily fit in four movies. Oh, more than that, bro. Wait, maybe two months. Don't you fucking say MacGruber. I've never seen MacGruber. I just, from what I hear about MacGruber. You know what, though? I think, I honestly think you would enjoy MacGruber. Based on what the movies that you like, I think you would enjoy MacGruber. I probably would. I like dumb shit. It's 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 dumb and goofy and and oh, lots of crazy shit. Yeah. Well, shit. You know, I, I won't spoil. It. I won't say nothing about this movie yet. But it's starring Mark Hamill, Bill Paxton, Bob Beck, which I had to look him up because I'm like, I know this motherfucker from somewhere, and he's the guy from Jurassic Park that's this clever girl that's playing the android. I fucking knew I knew that guy from somewhere. You know what I'm talking about? Jurassic Park and Jurassic the Park. android. The guy that plays the android in this movie, yeah, that's the prisoner. Oh, I thought you meant the android in Jurassic Park. I was like, there was an android in Jurassic Park? No, well, I mean, there was behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Animatronics, not androids. Whatever, you know what I mean, goddammit. Uh, who else? Bob Beck, Kitty Aldridge, Ben Kingsley, and F. Murray Abraham. Those are the names. Ben Kingsley, ben Kingsley as the Avatar. <laughs> the last airbender. Yeah. He was only in the movie. Wasn't he in here for like one scene? Oh, man. I I was like, wait, that's it? <laughs> yeah, it's just guest featuring it. Well, hell, even F. Murray Abraham, I mean, he gets slapped and got a, he got a couple more lines, but he didn't hear much either. At least F. Murray Abraham, too, had already done Amadeus, so he was like a fairly recognizable name. I don't know that Ben Kingsley... No, Ben Kingsley was in yeah. fucking Gandhi! Gandhi, yeah! What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> Why was he only in this movie this long? Oh, shit, F. Murray Abraham, oh. yeah, but he would have did Scarface by this point. So Holy yeah, shit! Gandhi was seven years before this. Oh, shit. Damn, that's true, yeah. so He, he was only an Academy Award winner, Ben Kingsley. Well, I see, that's that Gary Kurtz had that pull. He's like, hey, come be in my movie, man. <laughs> Maybe he was a big fan of Tron, shit. You got a, you got a, a, a free uh, Saturday afternoon you can come film for a little bit? Yeah, you can go put this wig on and lay under a fucking rock. <laughs> We'll get to it, folks, because that's pretty Hurry up, I only got does. this cave for the next day. <laughs> that cave has been used in so many fucking movies, too. Man. Oh, probably. I can tell. I, 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 don't know, I don't know what movie I'm thinking of, but like, Mystery Science Theater flared up immediately in my head when I saw those caves. I, oh, there's that robot movie that they did. Um, robot Monster. I think so. I think that's... Is that, no, no. Is that the gorilla one? I think Robot Monster is... The, that's, I know it's season one. It's early as fuck. No, I'm thinking of the one... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's not Robot Monster. It's called something else, but it's like the melting robot or some bullshit. Is it the one where like he like got the gorilla with the space helmet on? No, it's not that one. Oh, not that. One. No, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, no, I don't know. Anyway, it's a it's a yeah. I you know you know. What I'm yeah, saying. we'll figure. Y'all know what the fuck we talking about. Right off the fuck bat, it. right when we get to the movie, I have to ask you. I watched this DVD, and on the DVD, it's like a super, super VHS rip that looks blurry as fuck, and it. It seems like there's like a little bit cut out at the beginning. And now knowing that this technically isn't, isn't plugged, though, man, I wonder if they cut out opening credits. Because how did it start on Tubi? I think it just starts with narration. No, I mean, like, did it have like a black screen with text or something? Or did it just start with like the landscape shots in the title? Because there's no opening credits really in the movie that I remember. It just it just I, the title. Yeah, I don't think there's opening credits in, in on Tubi either. I think it's just okay. like... There was the environment went to shit and then the <laughs> slipstream formed or something like that. See, now I was going to ask you because in my notes I just put voiceover. I don't remember. 
what the it's fuck like they said. Well, I mean, Brent, this 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 starts off on the premise of something that's so ridiculous that could never happen. Is that some for some reason the environment went to shit? Like that's ah. silly. Um and then apparently like earthquakes split continents apart and uh a river of wind is called a slipstream. Mm-hmm. And we got the title right there. And see, folks, Brennan just y'all all know the opening to the plot. I didn't hear none of that shit. I, that's all I, I got. I don't know why I don't know why anyone doesn't get along. I don't know what the conflicts are between anyone. I don't know where we are in the world at any point. Like none of this is said in the movie. I I do I do think that um (laughs) the narration at the beginning, the part that made me laugh is they said, This is about a man. But 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 they explain everything. And then they're like, But that was years ago. And I'm like, wait, what? why are you telling me that and then they're like but this story is about a man who traveled the slipstream who needed a friend and i really thought they were going to be like got a friend in me that's the thing too from the trailer we saw man this, it was one of them bait and switch trailers i was expecting like action movie and this is like fucking romance dance movie friendship road movie and shit there's a lot of stuff in this movie. It's a lot of different genres because, like, even Mark Hamill just disappears for a while. Yeah, and and by the way, he's a villain. Yeah, I wasn't weird. sure about that for a while, but there's a certain point where it's like, oh, he's a villain. Okay. <laughs> so the opening scene is, um, we already start off, and it looks like it's a it's a ripoff because it's like North mm-hmm. by Northwest, right? That's my first note: North by Northwest shot. Guy running from uh, like a plane. Yeah, it's the fucking uh, what's what the fuck is the android's name? Byron. Uh, Byron. Name? Yeah, which is a weird name for a stuffy British guy. I'm just yeah, that's because I ain't know what the fuck is going on too. Because he gets to a certain point, you see Mark Hamill with the super blonde, slick back hair and the beard and shit. Him and his girl, and they they shoot that motherfucker with a grappling hook, and it goes through his arm. And I just and he just kind of looks at his arm. I'm like, damn, he ate that shit. Like there was no reaction. I didn't know he's a robot at the time, so I'm just like, all right. But then, bro, I, the first big laugh I had in this movie is that they grapple his arm and then they yeet his ass off a cliff. And I was like, they just killed that motherfucker. If they bounty hunters, you're not going to get much for that because he goes flying, dog. And then Mark Hamill says, end of chase. I got that in my notes, too, because it's like, I wish he had just looked into the camera. He almost does. It's slightly off camera. End of chase. It's like, why? He does that twice. There's another time you, he says you, something to camera. Did you want him to slowly turn and then hear like, <laughs> or either that or the fucking Ironside music start playing one of them <laughs> yeah no he tags him and I I actually thought like um, yeah he killed this guy right off the bat by the way yeah. as soon as Mark Campbell opens his mouth acting every fucking time he opens his holy mouth holy shit I don't know what he's doing but I appreciated it <laughs> that's why I couldn't tell because at certain points the way he's playing it I'm like is he a fucking bad guy or not I can't yeah. tell yeah yeah, because there were parts where you're like, okay, so he doesn't kill this guy at the beginning. He just captures him. And in that moment, I'm like, okay, so maybe that's to show us that he's not like a full-on bad guy. Yeah. But then there's stuff that he does later that I'm like, oh, no, that's horrible. Like, oh, he just yeah. murdered people. Like in that last, like, 20 minutes, he just goes ape shit. And it's just like, that's when I'm like, oh, he's a villain. Okay. Oh, even before that, there's a scene before that. Oh, I can't remember. You have to tell me when we get there. Oh, I'll bring it up because there's another actor that I recognized in this movie. Oh, shit. Well, fuck it. After the end of the chase, my next note is uh, Diner Gropes. Oh, 
<laughs> By the way, have you ever watched a movie and just thought for a second, like, I wonder what that place smells like? Oh. Because that is the grossest kitchen I've ever seen. It, it, it's like, it looks like they're like off a, a, like a landing strip. There's like a little diner or whatever right there. It's full of people. It's overcrowded as fuck in the kitchen. They got like cats eating the food. Bill Paxton goes in there and he's picking people's food and eating it. And it's just like, man, fuck this place. He says like he says like or the, you you see a waiter come by and say like hey this person said it was a they wanted rabbit and this is a squirrel oh. and the chef like cuts the tail off and he's like there now it's a rabbit uh-huh. or something like that yeah that's a, I mean that's a funny joke it is I did laugh I chuckled I can't lie yeah but Bill Paxton is by the way but I love Bill Paxton but in this movie his character is gross as fuck he doesn't <laughs> yeah. get to come up as you think he would he actually gets rewarded for his said grossness. Don't you think, didn't you think upon meeting him that this is the villain? Bruh, for, until the fucking friendship <laughs> and love music started playing, and yeah, I thought this was the fucking bad guy, bruh. <laughs> and we'll get to it a little bit more once they had their little fight in a minute or two, but yeah, yeah. I thought this was, I was like, okay, bad guy, bam. Right. And he's like, he walks up in the in the room, he, I guess the waitress and him have some type of relationship, because he goes up behind her, he's like grabbing all on her titties, all up in her ears, saying shit, I'm like, whoa. And she, at first, you could tell she's like, stop, you know, that shit. But then he keeps doing it, and then eventually she's like, ha, 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 you're so bad. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This, well, this is like the old, um, this is like the J- old James Bond movie rule of like, yeah. they don't like it at first, but if you keep doing it, gentlemen, they get into it. <laughs> and please, people in 2021, don't follow that rule. Oh, my God, it feels no. weird to say 2021. My God, you Oh, realize. right, shit. 2021, <laughs> wow. They just call yeah, me too, yeah. I mean, I fucking love goldfinger but there's that scene in goldfinger in the barn where he literally rapes her like it starts off like he like she doesn't want to do it and then she quote unquote like gives into it and i'm like no that's not how that works before that he was just flipping her ass in the hay too yeah yeah no 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 don't do that guys that's the one thing i love i will tell people all the time i love james bond movies but i recognize the problematicness and that spirit does too and that's why dr no got a negative two from her I mean, yeah, it's 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 kind of impossible with modern eyes to not see the problems there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, even the Daniel Craig movies, people have had problems with those at certain points, so it, it still continues. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think definitely like like Casino Royale, and but I I do like that Daniel Craig is trying to be more conscious about it. Mm-hmm. Like he he's made a stand as like I'm trying not to be that character as much. Yeah. Like. I'll take the the Bond stuff that everyone loves, but we don't need the womanizing so much. Like, mm-hmm. we, like the womanizing is one thing, but we don't need to be like going against anyone's will. <laughs> yeah, like I said, <laughs> forcing them down into bales of hay and shit. Uh, yeah. Oof. <laughs> but back at the diner, mm. though. Yeah. My next note is flirting fail because there's a woman that's riding. Her, oh well, I might as well just say their names at least once. Luke Scott. Fuck. Mark Hamill's name. <laughs> God, he would be is so it, mad if you heard me do that. Tasker? Mark, Mark Hamill is Tasker, and his homegirl, that's, he's with it. That's Ryan Whitman's name, uh, Belitsky. Oh, I did not catch that at all. I looked it up on IMDb. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, oh, and um, what was his name? Because it was easy to remember because of wrestling reference. Oh, uh, Bill Paxton's name was Owens. That's better. Kevin mm. Owens, that made it easier to remember. But uh, he's trying to holler at, uh, I won't give a fuck, fuck it. He's trying to holler at Luke Skywalker's girl, and mm. it fails miserably to where the, does she... Is this where she like, does she choke him out or punch him or some shit? Yeah, he punches it. Or she punches him because he's like on the ground. And he says some little smart comment back to her and she walks out. 
Yeah, and then and then shortly after that, he runs into Mark Hamill, and he's like, "Hey, you want to buy some hardware? I got some weapons." And it's like the most rinky-dink operation. Like he just has like a like a briefcase of Not <laughs> like even a briefcase. He got like a fucking messenger bag. Yeah, like a couple <laughs> of grenades, and Mark Hamill's like. I'm the law. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, the way he pulled out that motherfucking badge, though. I don't know if you remember exactly, but he's like, he's like, oh, where are you? And he just pulls out. He does it so fucking, he like, try to be cool with it and so stiff. It's like, I'm the law. And I've laughed so fucking hard, bro. <laughs> he ends up jacking all this shit. But then uh, I think he's about to try and get at Luke. But then his homeboy is like, hey, man, chill out, man. That's the law. You can't fuck around with them. They like, hey, look at that. See, he got a prisoner already. He's like, oh, word? Yeah, yeah, he worth a lot of money. So your boy get the gears moving. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. If they got him. I could get him and I can get me some money. So he kidnaps that motherfucker, basically. You don't want to mess with uh, Mark Hamill's character because he has a fanny pack with a portable phone in it, I think. <laughs> I didn't even see the fanny pack. Fuck. Well, he's got like a, it's, it's like a utility belt, but I mean, it looks like a fanny oh, pack. Oh, it probably is, man. I bet money. But yeah, he does try to kidnap uh, Mark Hamill's prisoner, and <laughs> he's like, and and he like Bill Paxton plays a character that is so stupid, yes. like just intelligence wise, like he's so stupid that he falls for Mark Hamill's girl being like, "You want a piece of this pie?" Like she's, she's like, you know what? I changed my mind. I think I do want some of that dick. And he's like, "Oh yeah." yeah? Yeah, she says, I wrote the line down. She said, you want to cut yourself a slice of this pie, don't you? Woo! Believe me, the ride will be worth it. And I'm Woo! like, wait, you can't you can't go for a pie metaphor to all of a sudden saying, like, the ride will be worth it. What are you talking about? Pick a lane. It's like, no, we do two lanes on the blacktop. Who got that reference? Who got it? <laughs> Brendan, my second, one of my, other favorite, <laughs> one of my other favorite lines in this movie is because while she's distracting homie, Mark Hamill pops in with a dart, and then they yeah. just, the camera zooms in tight as fuck on Mark Hamill's face, and he just says, poison dart. It's like, <laughs> I laugh so fucking hard. It's like, I, I had a feeling that's what that was, but just in case you didn't get it. <laughs> I dart. love... I love moments like that in movies. It's like, it's like, you know, a producer looked at the script and was like, they're not going to get it unless you tell them. So, so did he kill him? Did he poke him? What was it? It's like, poison dart. Dang. By the way... I know that that this this part with the poison dart thing gets resolved in a way later, but it was really completely unnecessary. It's I, I said I think I wrote it in my notes when they were, when they resolved it because I completely forgot that was even a thing. Yeah, but um, it's just the absolute worst poison dart in the because usually when movies you know when you get hit with poison dart your ass fall over immediately. Yeah, or at least in an hour or so. This motherfucker lasts like what a week, <laughs> man. A week could have gone by, a month, a year. I don't know. And and then even when it gets resolved, he asks her, how much time did I have left? And she's like, probably a couple days. It's like, it still wasn't go killing? Yeah, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like a ticking clock. Like, he still had more time to go. <laughs> That's what it seemed, it seemed like somebody, when they were figuring out the plot, they were like, we need a ticking clock. So hit him with a poison dart. And then when they got to the end of the script, they were like, oh, shit. He got hit with a dart. Fuck it, he had a couple days left. That's what it feels like. <laughs> Although I, I know you said that's your favorite line. My, fa one of my favorite parts is in this scene too, because after they, after he shoots him with the dart, oh, um, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> a plane suddenly comes down and hits Mark Hamill, but like breaks on him mm -hmm. and keeps going. Like it literally looks like the cheapest plane ever. 
that like the wing breaks on Mark Hamill's body and he's not affected at all. I said, ate that shit. It took yeah. I thought maybe he was an android. I'm like, how the fuck did he just do that? I'm like, what? what is that plane made of? Styrofoam? Brandon, it's, it's to show us visually that Mark Hamill is a tough motherfucker. Oh. I eat plane wings for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> That shit was, I did write that down though. So I'm like, because Ashley rewound it because I was like, wait, what the fuck just happens? I was writing a note and then I seen yeah. him get hit by a plane and he just stood there. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, I was writing her line about cutting himself a slice of that pie and then I looked up and I was like, did he just break a plane with his body? Yeah. <laughs> that shit and then, and then, and then they're like, oh shit, we gotta go get our prisoner back. And yeah. Bill Paxton and the prisoner get on that plane and take off so quickly. Yeah, they're gone, dog. Like, immediately. It's like they already had the keys and shit ready. They just hopped in there and took off. There wasn't no prep time or anything. Like, I don't even know what plane they took. Did they take Bill Paxton's plane? I thought they took Mark Hamill's at first. But I don't know. I guess your boy had his own plane. So or maybe he kept it, the engine running. I don't know. <laughs> Just in case he runs into a, a police officer with someone he wants to kidnap. You never know when you're going to find a cop with a prisoner that you're going to need to get money for. You got to keep the engine running. You never guys, fucking know. Guys, if we can if we can relay any life lesson, take that one. <laughs> Always keep the engine running in case you need to kidnap somebody. <laughs> Who's already being taken to prison. Who's already being kidnapped. <laughs> need to do a double stage kidnapping. Yep. I also love um so there he's got Bill Paxton's got this guy on the plane, this Byron guy, mm. and he's like this this stuffy British dude. Yeah. And I'm like oh, I don't know about you, Brent, but like every five minutes in this movie I was like, Oh, we're going there? Oh, we're going there? Like I every every turn surprised me. It did. That's what I was saying, like with the trailer, like this movie not only became what I didn't expect it to be, it came multiple things that I didn't expect it to be. It like it changed fucking genre multiple fucking times. Like I said, there's a fucking dance number at some point. Yeah, yeah, and then <laughs> and then like just like gunfire, and then romance, and then comedy, and then I'm like, what is this movie? Yeah, it go from like it just it almost is like everywhere they land, it changes the fucking genre. Almost is what it seems it, like. It resets every five minutes. Yeah, it's like multiple TV episodes that just kind of got edited together like into a movie. Is what it feels. I like. will would not be shocked that's i'm saying it like how mystery science theory they would sometimes just watch tv movies that was edited into like 90 minutes or something that's what the fuck this feels like and uh my note next note is that you find out his name is byron but then my note i wrote this for the spirit she watched a little bit of it with me before she fell asleep but when they start showing the motherfucking plain green screen and shit she looked up at me she was like that look fake as fuck <laughs> 1989 baby i was like you know what? i i thought like actually for the time it doesn't look as bad as it could that's why I had the question to you, like, do you think this is a cheap movie? Because they're doing shit sometimes. Some of the effects aren't terrible. Like, it's all practical, right? There's some, like, green screen stuff that they try to do, yeah. um, I think. I don't know what the green screen was like in 1989, but, um, yeah, like, I feel like there's an effort, at least. There definitely is, yeah. Because it's, well, I mean, it's Gary Kurtz, the motherfucker that worked on Star Wars, so, you know, he probably has some know-how about how to do planes flying around. This he isn't, gets- like, a... This isn't like a mega force operation. No, here. it's not like Roger Corman where you got like you can see strings dangling motherfuckers around or crazy shit like that. <laughs> I do notice I do did notice that a lot of it is at, at night though. Yes. 
to hide a lot of imperfections. Mm-hmm. And even when it's not at night, like when they do like the plane flying around green screen, they do like in crevasses where it's darker and shit. And a lot of fog. Yes. It's never up in the sky or no crazy. Except for the end credits. We'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> they they land some motherfucking where. I think. Is this where? Yeah, they land in like the village of lost children or something. <laughs> there, there's a, they gave it a name. Oh, he called it Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, which when you heard that, did you did your mind explode? <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, is that like, supposed to be New York? I would, yeah. So I was, I was like, left? wait, I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I did. I, I like I said at this point, like I, I'm, it's starting to lose me slightly. I ain't got lost yet, but once he lands here, from this point to a certain other point, like I'm, I'm, it's losing me. But it I kept just me here, was, like confused. That's what that's why, because I just I. I, I zoned out and then I came back and then I didn't know what the fuck was happening and then it just made me zone out even further because I'm like I don't know what's going on no more. And he's like he's like Bill Paxton's and there's so many all the dialogue is insane. Yeah. Like all the dialogue is just every line in this movie I'm like what? <laughs> like he says he says to Byron he's like I bet you peed your pants from all that wild flying huh? And I'm like peed your pants? Are you eight? I bet you shit yourself when I made that hall turn. <laughs> well, I've been surprised he didn't say that. Or like, you know, I bet you pissed yourself or something like that. Yeah. Like he literally says, I bet you peed your pants. <laughs> well, that's what I do. What's the weird thing? Like I said about the tonal thing and reading that thing about it on Wikipedia explained it because they said that it was supposed to be darker, but they lightened it up. So I wonder if they tried to do the Star Wars appeal to the children type thing. Because if it is super for as much gunfire as there is in certain parts of this movie, there ain't a lot of blood or nothing nowhere. But he does take him to a bathhouse where apparently children are allowed to be, which was weird. A bunch of children in a hot tub with Robbie Coltrane, which fucked yes! me up. That's who I was going to mention. <laughs> Fucking Hagrid shows up. <laughs> but that's another one, cause I looked at him. I was like, I know this motherfucker from somewhere. And I looked at him. I'm like, that's who that is. And that happens again. There's another time that happens in this movie. And, and then the movie. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I don't know what the fuck happens after this. Like, what the fuck the point of this whole scene is. Well, and then they take a really weird turn where I was like, it, suddenly they started inserting a lot, inserting a lot of like religious stuff in there. Yeah. Because Byron like cures a kid's cataracts. Yeah, she's. I didn't know you were a healer or some shit like that. And I'm like, what? And then they start talking about like Jesus and stuff, and I'm like, oh, okay, is this a stealth religious movie? Oh, Kirk Cameron got your ass again. Fuck. On a different show. <laughs> Saving Slipstream. <laughs> Saving Mark Hamill. <laughs> well, shit, Mark Hamill and old girl, they end up they end up uh, finding him on this little planet. I don't know how our planet. I, don't, I keep saying planet; it's the same damn planet. It's never it's never explained though. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they're not they, on spaceships, I guess. But <laughs> did the wait? Hold on now. Did the poison thing also act as a tracker? Oh, maybe they don't I, explain it. We, I can say yes. I, I thought true. I thought I heard something quick about how there was a tracker. Oh shit, Brendan. He got injected with the motherfucking nano machines. The anti-vaxxers are right, B. Oh shit. <laughs> Don't take that vaccine. Mark Hamill's gonna murk your ass. <laughs> Hamill is going to find you and kill you. Or crash a plane into you. We'll talk about that later. That's probably my, oh, that's actually my favorite part. The whole movie is the end, but we'll talk. I'm just kidding, everyone. Take the fucking vaccine if you can. God, don't be an idiot. You know the thing, me and PJ talked about it last episode, and it's like, you know. As black people, we normally don't trust the government, but you know, fuck it, man. Yeah, fuck it. Oh no, I know. I, I I understand what where you're coming from, where you're coming from exactly, but 
yeah like I mean, maybe you don't have to be the like you know you know the, if you're if you're listening to this you don't have to be the first one to do it you don't have to do it right away but fucking yeah. just, just when it comes that's basically to me and PJ said we were like we let the first round go we'll see how that turned out yeah and yeah I, to, I told him I'm not I'm not going to like CVS nowhere to get I'm going to the doctor office and of course like you know in the news they're they're gonna show all the times it doesn't work out right. Mm-hmm. Which then makes people think that, oh shit, I'm gonna have side effects. Like, no, of course they're not gonna show all the times it works fine. Like, <laughs> what would be the point of that? Yeah, what would be the sensationalism that, of the news? Like, guys, if Mike Pence, a decrepit old man, can take it and be fine, you're fine. Well, like I told you in the episode, no matter what happens, we're all gonna eventually have to get it because your job's gonna make you do it, school's yeah. gonna make you do it. If you got any type of government benefits, they gonna make you do it. Everybody gonna get it eventually. I mean, it just rolled out in New Brunswick not that long ago. Um, I don't think I'm anywhere near the top of the list of people that are going to get it first. But, uh, I mean, eventually, eventually it's going to come to that time. Well, that's what, I, that's what I'll tell you all the time. The beautiful thing is that I don't have to rush and get it because I'm not even one of the people that are going to get They don't give a fuck about me. I mean, <laughs> we're not healthcare. We're not healthcare workers. We're nope. not old. We're not, uh, we're not uh, medically um, vulnerable. Yep. So I mean, we're not in a high risk group, so we're not we're not even close to the top of the list. Mm-hmm. So I ain't sweating there, no. I ain't. You know what, guys? Herd immunity. Let's do it. Let's just. <laughs> we gonna we gonna have a fucking New Year's Eve party with Vanilla Ice and the Beach Boys, and we just all gonna fucking super spreader party. Don't even fucking get me started on that bullshit. <laughs> I knew it. You you don't want to send me the damn video. All right, well I sent you the video. You sent me the link though. Listen, Donald Trump Jr. had the most cocaineous jaw I've ever seen in that video. <laughs> Somebody Urban Dictionary put in the phrase "cocaineous jaw." That needs to be an Urban Dictionary now. The the definition would just be a picture of Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> if you want to see, <laughs> if you want to see someone coke to the gills, just look up that part any footage of that mar-a-lago party on new year's eve because when they start singing pretty fly for a white guy number one he doesn't know the words yeah (laughs) number two his jaw and his like his like pupils are out of control dilated as shit oh yeah like he's close oh man like now i gotta watch it again he's (laughs) he's he's a huge cokehead shit i don't care i don't care who hears it well, shit, everybody says it, so hey, I don't think... Donald Trump, <laughs> your son's a cokehead. <laughs> he wasn't even there, right? Didn't they say that motherfucker no-showed anyway? He didn't no, even he's, show too, up? he's too busy. He, no, Brent, he's busy. He's got to overthrow the election. Don't worry about it. He's going to win. I got to get I gotta get this last hole of golf. Fuck that party. I just... You know what? I'm actually glad... Oh, I'm going off on a Trump thing here now. Fuck it. I'm actually glad that he is challenging it because how many times have we gotten to watch him lose again over and over again over and over 50 plus lawsuits just thrown out and almost or maybe not almost all of them but like a good portion of them by trump appointed judges (laughs) it's fucking like this is fucking william shakespeare couldn't have written a better like ending for this it's just so perfect. Oh yeah, and everybody else oh. were crying about it and everything. I just been laughing, like at work. Like I work with a bunch of Trump loving motherfuckers, and I just hear them complaining and crying. I just laugh to myself every time I walk past. And you just walk by with your Republican tears mug. There you go. You know what's hilarious is that so many Republicans are not even that. Like there's so many Republicans that are like, guys, it's over. 
Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Like, we're, you're destroying your own party. That's what you're doing. Because everyone's turning on each other. And, like, I don't, I don't necessarily... Man, I'm losing it fuck here. It, fuck it, fuck it. <laughs> I don't necessarily hate someone who votes Republican. Right. Like, if you truly think that, you know, conservative... Um, policies on like economics and stuff are for you then like whatever but anybody who votes republican and can also support trump that's where my problem lies if you're a never trump conservative hey thumbs up Mm -hmm. right you know somebody like that for real yeah yeah like i mean uh, a good example of that is like mitt romney like i i probably don't agree with like 90 percent of what mitt romney agrees with but the fact that he is like what Donald Trump is doing is unconstitutional and he is a danger to the, the party and the country and everything. I'm like, yeah, a hundred percent. And he's super public about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he went and, and marched, he marched in the protests. Yeah. Cause his dad, fought, his dad fought for civil rights. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, good on you. I'll never, like if I was American, I would probably never vote for you, but fuck do what you do your thing. Yeah, we did. <laughs> no, he, he lost that election. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I'm sure that if he was the president instead of Donald Trump, it would have been a much less worse four years. Oh yeah, for, for sure. Like at least you would have had a, somebody who knew what they were doing, right? And gave a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like. And when they lost, just went, oh shit. Okay, well you won. Eh, whatever. It was fun while it lasted. Oh, when is this episode airing? Uh friday or yeah okay friday. so you guys got about uh 12 11 12 days mm-hmm. oh it's yeah. coming believe me we're gonna we well, by live, this... live stream that shit <laughs> as i say by the point th- by the time this airs the 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 count will have already been done oh yeah so so we'll see what congrats happens. congrats <laughs> nothing's gonna happen not, exactly not, what should happen will happen <laughs> it'd be fun to watch though <sighs> I, I will be working, so I will oh. try to cut myself off from it until it's done. Oh, there, yeah, it works too. It's always we in the internet age. You can always look it up later. Yeah, Brendan. Yeah, sorry, we got a little off topic. No, it happens. Believe me, it's the Hunky <laughs> Hustle, man. We do this. <laughs> There's a shootout. Mark Hamill yeah. starts opening firing. All right, Mar- uh, Robbie Cole training his crew out in the woods hunting or something. And I guess Mark Hamill's like, yeah, you know that shit's illegal, right? And they're like, oh yeah, the, fuck him, shoot him. And they get to a shootout, and they don't really show much. They show, like, Mark Hamill open fire. They show Gurley open fire. And then it just immediately cuts the faces being covered up and being buried by rocks. I don't remember if I saw Robbie Coltrane's face, though. I didn't see him. Okay, but so it was just me. I also was like, I guess they killed them all. Yeah, they show them. I think they show three faces get covered. So I don't know if the other ones, like, said, fuck this and ran. But isn't this another – wasn't this another weird moment where I was like, wait a second. I thought Mark Hamill was kind of a good guy. Yeah, but well, I guess you could say, oh, okay, here you go. This is this is what they do. They open fire first, Brendan. Oh, God. Yep, yeah, because he technically is a cop, so he could say they open fire first, even in the future. Uh, it still happens, Brendan. Oh, no. Yeah, see, it, was, it was bound to happen eventually. Is this an alternate reality where he actually won re-election? And see, I, I didn't. I would want to be asking, but like, oh, well, I should know he was the villain because he's a cop. But that's what I ends mean, up happening. That's what happens exactly. And he starts just killing people at random at the end. It happens, folks. I don't know about you, but anytime I see a movie now where they they don't make it super clear that if the cop is the villain or the hero, I'm always like, he's probably the villain. There you go. 
<laughs> and me too. It was Brendan. Welcome to our world now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that hasn't even just been lately, though. Like anytime I see a movie with a cop, I'm like, mm, let's wait a few minutes, see what he does. Yeah, like I'm not gonna root for you yet. Yeah. Uh, oh, my next note after the rock funeral is uh, what you were talking about earlier. Oh, by the way, he gets super Jesusy too. Oh, he starts. Yeah, because he's like filling out a report, and girlie's like, "You don't gotta do that." He's like, "Yeah, we do. It's more important now than ever." And then he starts, yeah, quoting Bible shit. Yeah, while they're like after they bury them or whatever. Yeah. Oh, sorry, he did the report after the bury. That's right. And then they argue. They have their little argument about like what their calling is, and he says. And he, she's like, don't you want to retire and like live on a farm or something? And he's like, anytime a piece of trash gets put under another rock pile, it's our place. It's our calling. Again, folks, to what I just said. <laughs> now I'm starting to know. This is where I'm like, oh, you're the bad guy now. This is where I started to realize. They're all flying around having that conversation. And the whole time I thought she was, I couldn't tell at first if that was his girly or if she was trying to holler at him. But I think if she was trying to holler at him, it didn't go very well. I thought they were... Just partners, but then later she's like, when she's talking about going to a farm and stuff, I thought she was yeah. saying like the two of them. That's what I meant. I, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, so, and then Bill Paxton kind of has a thing for her, and I'm like, wait, why do you have a thing for her? <laughs> yeah, um, that's plot. That's what. Plot. But uh, now my next note is a uh, naked girl in Mountain B. You gonna go ahead and take that one? I thought she was just <laughs> pissing. I thought she was doing like yoga or some shit or something. I don't know. It's probably because the VHS transfer was really bad, but like yeah. when they're flying, like Bill Paxton and Byron, Byron yeah. <laughs> are flying like in the plane. He's like, "Yeah, I might make another loop around. We might have to make a stop." And they look, and I'm just I'm looking in the cave where they cut to it, and I'm like, "What are we looking at here?" Because I literally thought it was a woman bending over and just pissing on the floor, and I'm like, <laughs> "Uh, he's into them golden showers, B." Yeah, like, oh, what? <laughs> and see, what I thought was happening was, like, I thought, because, you know, there's little civilizations down there. I don't know why, but I was like, are they projecting porn onto the rocks? Because I didn't oh, realize shit, it was... Oh, shit, like Megaforce. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize <laughs> that there was supposed to be somebody in there. I thought there was projected onto it, which maybe for filmmaking it might have been. But that's yeah. what it looked like, though. Yeah, it was really weird. Like, it was very hard to tell what was happening. Um, And then... Bill Paxton has like a story. He tells a brief story about this girl he used to know. And he says, his line is, I used to know this girl. Great chest. I didn't even get I just got the only thing I wrote down is that he starts talking about his balloon dreams. Again, every fucking five minutes. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> I didn't even get what he was talking about. I just heard him say something about dream about balloons. And then over the end credits, you see balloons. So I'm like, oh, I guess that came back. I didn't even realize that was a real thing. He was dreaming about the end of the movie. I don't know. There you go. He was like, I wish this shit was over. I dream about <laughs> it every day. I just want to get my check and go and make uh, Next of Kin? Predator 2. <laughs> was he in that? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Isn't he? Isn't Bill Paxton like the only one to have gotten killed by an alien, a Terminator, and a Predator? And Predator, yep. Yeah. All three. By the way, I just watched all four Alien movies recently. I have watched all four of them many, many times. <laughs> I mean, I have. This was the biggest thing, Brent. This blew my mind. I had never seen the first one. I, when I read your letterbox review, I was like, "Wait, he pulled a PJ on Alien of all movies?" Right. Well, I always thought I had seen it, but then I guess I just kept watching Aliens. And then when I saw, it, I was like, 
Ian Holmes in this movie? Wait a second. I haven't <laughs> seen this because every time I watched Aliens and like Lance Henriksen shows up and Sigourney Weaver's all like, I don't like fucking robots. I'm like, oh, he must have been in the first one and never put that together. Nope. I mean, I mean, Alien and Aliens are amazing. Which one is Alien better? 3 is weird. Um, Alien 4 is dumb and hilarious. It's hilarious. Uh, which one is better between the first two? First two. Which one you like more? Which, not which one's better. Which one did you like more? I should say. Better question. I I did rate them the same, five stars. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, if I if I if it comes down to it, probably the first one. I was gonna say I love both. I would both rate them both ten plus. But I watched the first one more. I think. Yeah, the first one's more of a horror, so I think that's why yeah. I jive to it a little more. But they're both amazing. When you watched them, which versions of each one did you watch? Just the regular ones, I think. Whatever's on HBO Max. I don't know which ones. I know there's director's cuts for every fucking movie. I don't know about the fourth one, but I know the first three have director's cuts. Well, the first one that I watched is, I think, just over two hours. I think the second one is like two hours and 15 minutes. That might, oh, I can't remember. Is In Aliens, I'm trying to remember now. It's been so long since I've seen them because there's certain scenes that in Aliens, they had a shit where they talked about her daughter. I don't remember, but maybe. I'll say that. I think that was added into the special edition. What the fuck was in the first movie added? In the first movie, did you see, like, there's a guy named Dallas. Did they show him, like, up on the wall, like, plastered up and shit? No. Oh, I th- okay, so you might watch the theatrical cut then. See, he dies, he dies off screen in the first one. And then up. I don't think I saw him. Yeah, I don't think I saw him again. <laughs> that was cool. That was a good death. Um, also, got, I just want to say right now, sorry, Slipstream, but Alien, right. the, the first Alien movie... They, if you, like, if you did not know that Ripley was a hero, because, like, I mean, I knew, right, that going in, obviously, but they really trick you well. Oh, yeah. Because you think that Tom Skerritt is the hero, like Dallas. Mm -hmm. And then when he dies, like, an hour into the movie, I can't imagine, like, people in theaters being like, wait, what? (laughs) Be like watching Psycho back in 1960 when the shower happened. It's like, oh, okay. You know, Or even, like... Oh, what's up? Oh, so, no, go ahead. I was going to say, another movie that does that, too, that I didn't care. Well, I mean, I kind of knew because I knew it through pop culture, but thinking back, The Evil Dead, the first one, like, you wouldn't expect Bruce Campbell, because remember, he just kind of like a bumblefuck the whole movie. Yeah, and yeah, They got yeah, the yeah. other guys doing handling business, but then he gets fucked up. Yeah. There's another one, too. This is not a good movie example, but the remake of uh, Flatliners that they did. Never seen it. Um, I was going to say, oh, I guess, no, sorry, Elliot Page. I will oh, say yeah. the proper name. Mm-hmm. Um, Elliot Page uh, is like the lead and so you think he's going to be there right through to the end and he dies like 45 minutes in Oh, and I'm spoilers. like spoilers yeah sorry <laughs> sorry. but I'm like wait what <laughs> and then the rest of the movie is just I didn't really care because like <laughs> Elliot Page is like the best part of that movie mm-hmm. killed off the best there's another one I can't think of something I know there's more that do that but those are the first ones I thought of Evil Dead and Psycho yeah, Psycho is a big one because apparently people at the time like she was such a huge name that when she dies right away, people she's, were like, what? "She's on main display on the poster. It's her in the middle." Janet Lee is Janet Lee or Vivian Lee? It's Janet Lee. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Norm- like Anthony Perkins is like in a corner somewhere, but she's full figure right in front of the poster. Hot take: I think Psycho is a great movie, but I think Peeping Tom is better. Hot take. Uh, I thought you were gonna say you thought the fucking remake with Vince Vaughn was better. No. I'm ending this fucking call right now. No. Nobody. Never Peeping seen Tom. Tom. You should watch it. It's I really know. good. I know y'all talked about it. I didn't listen to it because I'm like, I want to see that first for others too. Yeah, Stephen Izzy liked it, uh, liked it a lot as well. Yeah, I know it's a Criterion joint, but it's like an out of print one. I have to find it somewhere. I'll, 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 I'll help you out. Oh, 
Why? Why? Thank you, <laughs> Brendan. Yo, slipstream. After the the naked girl in the mountain balloon dreams, they go camping. Bill Paxton and uh Byron go camping, and there's yeah. the camaraderie is building here because he's they're talking to each other. He's like, "Go to sleep." And he's like, "Okay." And he sits there with his eyes open. He's like, "Oh, you sleep with your eyes open?" He's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, I'm not gonna take my eyes off you." And you get the comedy because he's starting to fall asleep. But he opens up and he falls back asleep. And he opens up. And it's comedy. You laughed, didn't you? I I had a big chuckle. See, there you go. But then you start to wonder. Well, I didn't wonder because I knew he wasn't trying to kill him. But at some point in the middle of the night, he's like fucking got his hands around Bill Paxton's neck. And like anybody, I, I feel him on this. He jumped up like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, oh, I was feeling your pulse. You know, you got something wrong with you. Did you get poisoned or some shit like that? I don't know, something like that. It's it's a stupid movie thing where it's like, oh, no, I was just checking this. It's like, why would you check it like that? Like, why would you cho- make it so that it looks like you're choking someone to check their... Things. Yeah, like, <laughs> come on. Come on, movie. Like I said, I'm not even mad at him. I would have jumped up and grabbed the gat the same way. Like, yo, hold up. What are you doing? He's like, I'm checking for signs of poisoning. And Bill Paxton's like, I've never felt better, which I think he says um, approximately 17 times in this movie. A lot. That's his catch. He got a catchphrase, B. He said, I'm fine. Everything is fine. The sequel to what is it? Ooh, one day, Brittany. You probably, I'm sure I have to watch it. <laughs> oh, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't either, but I'm sure I'll, you'll find a way. <laughs> Life finds a way. Another see, another reference to Jurassic Park. That's two. Oh, shit. Um, toilet lawyer. There, three. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, you know you're right. I don't know why in my head I thought that the dude in this movie and the toilet guy were also the same character, but that's I'm tripping. I ain't seen Jurassic Park in a while. It's a great movie. Yeah, I, I love that movie. I actually like the third one. I can't lie. Oh, we yeah. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to split from at that point. Controversial opinion, and I've said this no. many times. I like no. the third one better than the second one. Okay, I really thought you were going to say you like the third one better than the first one. No, I was no, gonna... no, no, no. I don't like any of them more than the first one. What do you think of the new ones? I haven't seen the second one. Jurassic World I actually liked. I own it. So Jurassic World was that. good. Jurassic World was good. The second the one is really dark. Oh, I might like that then. See, now I need to watch it. Brendan. Brent. Um, they got lost, I guess. Owens tells Byron, like, hey, look, I don't want to you know, make you scared of them, but I don't know where the fuck we at. And so they, he tells him, well, there's people down there that look like they need help, so why don't you just land? He's like, all right, yeah, they, I can ask them for directions and shit. So they land, and you find out there's a bunch of people that are, it's like a wind cult, because they, like, they praise the wind, the slipstream, I guess. Yeah, this this whole thing, I don't really know what's going on. But yeah, they're weird, like, a cult is a good word, I think. Yeah, but I was just going to say now, too, from this point, and I'll tell you where I came back from, the, from this point to a certain point. I am gone from this movie. It's playing, and I'm on my phone checking shit. I'm zoned out. I'm just in deep thought. I am not paying attention no more. It's isn't completely lost me at this point. So it's well, gonna be I times mean, where I don't know what happens. Probably. <laughs> I mean, I did notice there's a Gone with the Wind style shot of all the like bodies on the ground because they do that slow like pan back to get like the wider shot, oh, and I'm like, yes, oh yes. shit. <laughs> Filmmaking. Yeah. As God is my witness, I will never go hungry again. <laughs> only only real note I have after that, for the most part, is that, like I said, it's people hurt. And then you get fucking Ben Kingsley under a rock. And he Byron uses a, a strand of his hair to stitch him up. Or he tries. Then Ben Kingsley's like, no, 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 fuck that. Don't don't fucking heal me. What are you doing? It's, it's the weirdest cameo in this movie. So what happens here, Brandon? Please tell me. 
I'll try. I mean, I I wrote down that Byron is basically like Mother Teresa, but with a sewing kit. Uh, although apparently Mother Teresa was not as nice as we all thought she was. Um, oh, that real Google shit? it. Google oh, it, guys. Cool. Oh yeah, like there's some there's some weird shit. Uh, they, they okay, so the people in the cave are like, oh, we've all been attacked by men with machines. Um, and wow. you know, we thought like, oh, okay. So they're talking about like the military and like the police and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Ben Kingsley is the avatar. Um, my, ne- my next note says, what the fuck is happening? Uh, <laughs> cause Byron, Byron tells the avatar like, oh, you have a soul. And then they have like some philosophical discussion about nothing. Um, and then that's all I have from that. Like he tries to heal him and then we cut to Bill Paxton tied up like he's been kidnapped while byron is tied to like uh like a glider in the sky or something i wrote my notes that he's hanging from a kite (laughs) yeah basically (laughs) like he's basically there to like so that electricity can hit him and the village can have like hbo or something yeah because i do remember one line i do remember it because i remember bill paxton's like yo he healed your people what the fuck are y'all doing and he's like yeah if it's meant for him to come back to us then the slipstream will allow him to do it and he, Bill Pax is like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and and, and there's so many moments in this movie, but this moment I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, what is even happening in this movie? <laughs> like I said, at this point, I'm just like looking up on occasion, just writing notes, and I'm just like gone. I, I, I didn't care anymore, but I do. My next note is that the Tasker and Gurley somehow find them there. Again, no idea how. It's, it's the micro uh, micro machines, whatever the fuck micro machines, fuck nanobots, micro, micro machines, machines. <laughs> nanobots, damn it, yeah, yeah, um, but, yeah. Marlon Wayans shows up. I know what you mean. <laughs> and, uh, oh, this is where you find out officially that he's a robot. I don't remember how. I just wrote that Byron's a robot. Yeah, we find that out, and I also wrote though that that was not a shocking reveal. No. Because he has like no emotions, so, and he doesn't close his eyes when he sleeps. I'm like, yeah, he's a robot, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and they make a deal. He tried. Bill Paxton tries to offer them a deal. He's like, let's split the reward three ways for this prisoner, mm-hmm. and you get me the antidote if I help you free um, him from that like kite. The kite. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, um, and then this rescue mission where they try to get him from the kite is so blurry and so dark that I don't even know what happens. Again, I looked. I legit like I can tell you what it was. I looked down. I, I looked up and saw them making the deal, and I was like, "Oh, he's a robot." Okay, I write the note. Next time I looked up, he's fucking like parachuting up to the kite, and I'm like, "What the fuck are they doing?" Because I thought yeah. that I thought what they were gonna do was I don't know, like maybe grab the rope and like try to pull them up or do something like that. I didn't expect them to fly up to him, and then but then they get up there. I guess Bill Paxton didn't do it quick enough, so then Gurley flies up there, and then they they fucking crash or something, and then yeah. they have to get the robot has to go out there and drag him back in. But then when he goes out there to find Mark Hamill's character, because Mark Hamill got hit by the kite again, he got hit by something else, and then he goes back out there, but all he brings back is his grappling hook. So I guess he's like, oh, he's dead. And then Mark Hamill's gone for like 30, 40 minutes now, almost a long time. Yeah. So I and, thought he, and- I just thought he was dead. Well, and then the blonde, the blonde lady has some of the most perplexing dialogue in the whole movie. Oh, she's saying. She, well, she says stuff like, she says like, um, Byron is a machine who thinks he's a man when really he's the devil, and I have to listen to those banshee voices screaming in the wind. This is hell. I'm like, 
I didn't get any of that. No, about say, I forget. I, I forgot. You're right. There is this like robot racism going on. I forgot about that. Roboticism. Ro- roboticism. Well, that's probably. Whoa, hold on. That. Hold on. <laughs> that's something else. I was about to say that might be a robot. Never mind. That's like that's like the movie Her and shit. <laughs> oh, when they want to fuck the robots. <laughs> yep. If that, if that movie had ended with him just rubbing his dick up against that phone, I'd have watched that movie and laughed so hard. Or did oh, wait, did it end that way? You made a face. No, but I mean, oh, okay. Well, I was, number one, I was just gonna say I do really like that movie, I know. but it does it does have a scene where um the robot voice like Scarlett Johansson does come up with the idea to use like a human like kind of like um a host, I guess, to oh. like. So he can like be physical, like physically intimate with her through like another human. And yeah, that scene, but that scene is played intentionally for laughs, like in a way, like it like weirdly darkly humor. And I just, yeah. I don't know. When you said fuck, when he tries to fuck the robot, I was like, well, kind of, he kind of tries to. <laughs> well, that, you know, the crazy thing, that same scene almost happens in Blade Runner, the sequel, too, if you've seen that. By the way, I'm, oh, I'm going to drop a hot take right now. Oh, shit. Here we go. I think. I I I really like Blade Runner. Yeah. I really like Blade Runner. It's one of my favorite movies I of all time, that's right. I think Blade <laughs> Runner 2049 is a little bit better. I got I ain't mad at you. I've only seen the second one once, so I have to watch it. But I know it. I know you like both. Oh, I love both. Yeah, when I yeah. saw it. Yeah. But I I mean, I think Ryan Gosling in that in that sequel is really good and he's really good at doing the like quiet kind of sulking somber character that harrison ford kind of did in the first one yeah um i do think it's funny that when harrison ford shows up in the second one he just kind of looks like he wandered in <laughs> yeah every movie nowadays he's in he just looks like he wandered the fucking yeah out. i haven't seen the movie with him and the damn cg dog but i'm sure it's the same way there <gasps> but you have you seen the footage of him petting the human posing as the cgi dog i can't, I can't imagine i need to see that it's great <laughs> oh i need to see this i didn't know that was i didn't know he was petting the actual person i thought it maybe just green screen of him just doing this i didn't know he was oh, actual person involved oh no it was like a person wearing like a mocap suit oh shit <laughs> so he's, there's pictures of him just like looking down like you would at a dog but then a guy looking back at him with like a mocap suit have you watched that movie? Uh, no, not yet. We almost did it for. We almost uh, we're gonna do it this month for January, but we uh, decided not to. Okay, so I was gonna say that definitely seems like a contender for y'all show for sure. <laughs> Maybe one day. I was. Gonna say, I, I've also heard it's not like horrible, terrible. Yeah, I mean it's Harrison Ford. I mean at least you get that out of it. Well, I mean you did do Hollywood Homicide again recently, so yeah. See, now you can't always use that argument. I mean, we could do Firewall. I mean, we could do that one with him and Brendan Fraser. Um, Which one is where that? he's like a he's like a Brendan Fraser, like a doctor or something. Nothing about that one. Um, what's that other one? Uh, no, I don't know. There's a bunch. Oh, even like that that Robert Zemeckis one, that weird. Oh, what lies beneath? Oh, he was. Oh, yeah, I actually know that one. Yeah, that one's an odd one. Uh, oh, okay. My next note. Yeah, I think we. You brought it up earlier, but um, once Byron saves everybody, Bill Paxton starts. My note is sexual tension with a question mark in it. Because I'm like, yeah. he's trying to holler at a girl, and she's kind of reciprocating slightly. But it's to the point where I'm like, is this sexual tension? I can't tell. And I don't understand why they're doing it. <laughs> like, I don't understand. you have to have a love story now, because that's now another genre that this movie's going into now. Yeah. 
to the oh, and I wrote okay. I looked down and then I looked up and I had no fucking idea what's happening. But my note is that Bill Pax is trying to fly the plane and for some motherfucking reason, Byron is on top of it like he's holding it together. What is happening there? Okay, I missed that. So they go to find the plane. Well, first of all, the blonde lady goes back to find Mark Hamill. So okay. she's like, "I'm out of this movie for a bit. See you later." And that wasn't her yeah, in the plane when they no. Who the fuck was that? Yeah, that's my question. Oh, I thought I thought so. The, hold on, hold on, hold on. It wasn't right, her right, hold because on, hold on. they run into. I think it's okay. I think it's a woman that was visiting like that weird cult. I think because suddenly they're walking around, they're walking through a cave, and there's four people, and I'm like wait, did they find Mark Hamill? And then the blonde lady is like, I'm going to go find Mark Hamill because, like, Star Wars is a great movie. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, Bill Paxton is like, yeah, she's like, Return of the Jedi was like six years ago. Big deal. And <laughs> Bill Paxton is like, okay, cool. Go find Mark Hamill. But, he, you know, he's got unrequited love. And then he kind of moves on. But then it's him and Byron and some girl. And I don't know who the girl is. I thought that was because later on when they fuck, is that not the girl with Mark Hamill he was fucking? Nope. You was lying. Come on. Nope. It's not her. Because then she shows up later and he handcuffs her. Remember? Yeah. But but when he he does that, she's like, you wouldn't shoot me because I know there was something between us. And I thought that's because he was fucking her. That's not the same woman. No, what because the they're fuck? not even th- because they're not even there yet when that happens. That's I, okay. So that I mean, if the, what you're saying, I, it cleared a lot of confusion up there because I was wondering, like, all right, he fucked her, and now she's gone and comes back with Mark Hamill. I thought she fucked him to get info or something to go tell Mark Hamill where they were. But you, it's saying it's a, it was a whole different woman the whole time. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, because because when Bill Paxton fucks that blonde chick, um. Like ten minutes after that, Mark Hamill and the girl show up. Yeah, I thought she left and came back with Mark Hamill. Nope, she went out to go find Mark Hamill, and during that time, Bill Paxton fucked another girl. Huh? Right. Got the why did they pick shit going? Why did they pick a girl for Mark Hamill to fuck in the in the meantime that looked exactly like her? That's all I'm saying. Like Kofi Fire got the white lady face blindness apparently because I swear I thought those were the same person. Dude, I get white people face blindness (laughs) all the time. Oh my god, damn! That's like like legit mind blowing right now. Yeah, like if (laughs) there's so many movies I've seen, even for the podcast, where I'm like, wait, wait. Wait, who's this? <laughs> I don't even. I got a, I got a Wikipedia to plots. I went, who the fuck was this other woman then? I don't think they name her. I think she's just a random hussy. Well, sorry, hussy. Well, that's, that's, I mean, come on. The old ass boomer. <laughs> you show hussies. She's just a, she's just a fucking hussy. Why am I doing Stu Hart? She's just a fucking hussy. Damn, you right. She has a name, Brendan. Oh, shit. After a rough landing from the destroyed kite, Belitsky allows Byron and Owens to get away. Another visitor to the valley named Ariel helps them escape and convinces them to take her to her former home. See, Ariel's the one that fucks Byron. Yeah, okay. And then when they get there, there's another blonde chick. Oh, hell, man. (laughs) I love that this is like just exploding your brain. Because I thought that was just, bro, I'm, I'm already half paying attention. And then they throw somebody that looks like the other character in there. Because I thought she just took her hair down or some shit. No, I swear, I swear it's not her. I believe because, you, it's like, damn. Because Hamill, I, as I wrote it in my notes, Hamill and the lady 
only show up later um, after that. Sheesh. So, I mean, I... Well, now I'm even more confused about the ending now. We'll have to talk more about it when we get Like, I don't that. think... I don't think it's her. Can we... Wait, what's the actress's name? Let's tweet her. <laughs> now, you know, <I'm... laughs> Do, like, Dirty Game. <laughs> where, where she tweets you, and then you respond, and then she doesn't fucking Nothing. answer back. I want. I legit wanted to know, man. She wouldn't tell me. I'm. Let me. Let's scroll down the plot a little bit. Give me one second. I'm gonna read this a little. <laughs> I swear it's not her. You. You're right. Yeah. It says Byron and Ariel spend the night together while Owens gets drunk and hooks up with a girl in the community. What the? I fuck? told you. Yeah. Damn, I thought that was a. You know what? That cleared. <laughs> that, that cleared up so motherfucking much confusion. Actually, this is such a PJ moment for you. It's because it clears up a lot of confusion for one part and makes the ending even more confusing now. So we'll have to talk about <laughs> now more confused. <laughs> but yeah, so Byron um, has this girl crushing on him and she takes them to like a museum, question mark? Yeah, that's why I wrote my notes. I'm like, right at the fucking Smithsonian all of a sudden. Yeah. And by the way, their sex scene was hilarious. Byron and Gurley had to say, oh, I know what you're talking about there, Mom. Because they're, like, in an exhibit, yeah. and not the rapper, and uh, she... If you're right. <laughs> well, I mean, um, hey. and he, he like, makes animal noises, but, like, he doesn't oh, make he doesn't animal noises. Growl. Yeah, but, like, he doesn't make animal noises. Like, he opens his mouth, and real animal noises are added in. Yeah, and he <laughs> and bites her he, ass. Yeah, he bites her. <laughs> And then he's like, sorry, I don't know what sex is. I'm still trying to figure this out. Yeah. Um, and they end up at, like, some weird restaurant place with, like, a bunch of old rich people. And this is where I had to look up another actor, because they show someone on the screen, I'm like, I know this motherfucker. F. It's... Murray. Nope. Oh, Not no. him. I Honestly, knew him. I, I didn't have to look him up. It's a guy named Rosan Seth. I hope I said that right. He played Dawson in the Street Fighter movie. And he was in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I'm like, I know this motherfucker, man. That's Dawson right there. In in Street Fighter? In Street Fighter. Remember remember Dawson, they had him being like the lab tech that worked on Blanca turning oh, him into that guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's, okay. they, they have him in Dawson make it for like five minutes in that movie. <laughs> but that guy, that's him here. I was like, oh, I know him. And then we have weird, there's weird backstory thrown in here because Byron says he used to be basically a slave to this rich dude. Um, and then he like, yeah, he says it in the, when they're in the museum and he says like, oh, he watched a lot of Fred Astaire movies. So he knows all these like dance moves. And you get a Um, dance number now. Yeah. It's a weird dance number. And then Bill Paxton is dancing with this random blonde chick. Who's not Mark Hamill's girl. And I thought that was her. I'm telling you, I thought that was her this whole time. (laughs) And by the way, when they have their scene, I did not care for it. Of the, what their sex scene? Paxton and the girl? Nope. Oh, we'll have to talk about this. I don't like. I said at this point, I'm still like in and out of the movie, so I remember some shit, but like I don't. I have to. You have no, to remind me. Their kissing was weird. In the dance scene or in the in the bedroom? In the bedroom. Oh, okay. Because they have this weird like. They. Oh, I don't know. At, in these movies where they have like it's supposed to be like an like an intimate scene and you know how people kiss but when you watch a movie some, some movies sometimes you can tell that those actors have no chemistry because when they go to kiss they're just like just faces mashing Mwah. together Mwah. no it's not even faces man it's just like oh, little just like 
little pecks, and yeah. for some reason, that's grosser to me than just having them like make out. <laughs> just the lips barely touch. You just hit a. Mwah. Mwah. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. It's, it's weird. It's like and, neither of them knew what the other one was gonna do. You know what I mean? And they also probably didn't really want the other person to do it. Is what it always looks like too. It's probably not. Weirder. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I don't know why you wouldn't want to kiss Bill Paxton. He's a handsome man. <laughs> He's a twister, goddammit. Yeah. Ask Helen Hunt. She knows what's up. And see, to, just to prove to you that I didn't know what my, what was going on, my next note is Owens and Belitsky post-sex convo. I swear, I thought that was her. I even wrote it in my notes. <laughs> I'm glad I blew your mind with that. Uh, if you had never told me that, I'd live the rest of my life thinking that he fucked Mark Hamill's girl. <laughs> well, he will. We'll talk about it. But well, yeah. It's that's what I'm soon. confused about now. <laughs> so then later the um Ariel, right? That's her name. The one who is with the Byron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. She's talking to her people about how they have the android there now, Byron, and they're like, Well, we can't let him leave um because we have to leave we have to let them here and then we hear that like the last person that had to stay there, like they ended up killing. Oh, I'm not to cut you off, but you skipped your your bedroom shit you was wanted to talk about, didn't you? You said there was something that you said they you said no to in the bedroom. Was it just the kissing or was oh, it was just else? the kissing? It was oh, weird. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it was like suction cups. Oh, okay. I thought you were say okay. No, that was it. Right. But then, but then, and then, and then they say like they use a word that I'm like, don't throw that word around. Oh, was it lynch him? Yes. Yeah, I wrote that in my notes. <laughs> They're like, we're gonna lynch him, and I'm like, whoa. Oh no, no, it was it. They were discussing shit, and there's this random. There was one random white woman in the background that just said lynch him. And I was like, oh, yeah. writing that down. <laughs> I was like, okay, so in the future, nothing changes. Just like now. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then they say, uh, Ariel is like, well, he managed to fix our air conditioner. Oh, I laughed so fucking hard when he said <laughs> I was like, is that really a plot point in this movie? Like, what is happening? In the, in the process. So what can he do to show that he's worth to the community? Or just have him fix the AC. It's hot as fucking here. Wish somebody fix this AC. You know, put it in the plot. Yeah, and F. Murray Abraham is super pissed because, like, she um, she misled Byron and Paxton about who her people were. So he's like, how do we know you're not misleading us about them? Right. And it's just like, my it's head bullshit. is just like, I don't know what's going on. Well, I'm going to help your confusion even more because the next thing happens is that Owens, I guess, has a change of heart after getting some pussy. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to let Byron go free. He can do whatever he wants. So he goes yeah. to the AC room to tell him that. And your boy's like, wait, I had a dream that one day. No, I'm stop. But he had a no, dream. No, no, no. <laughs> he had a dream that he was saying he was actually able to go to sleep. He closes. They actually showed that he closed his eyes and he went to sleep. And I, I did like the line. He's like, so what'd you do? Count electric sheep? Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I like the Philip K. Dick reference. I didn't oh, I didn't, e- didn't even catch that. Yeah, it takes it back to Blade Runner. But uh, um, yeah, he, he tells him he's free to go, and your boy is yeah. like, "So, do can I? Am I free to stay here?" He's like, "Motherfucker, you could do whatever you want. You free? I'm. I just mean I'm not taking you in. You do whatever the fuck you want." Yeah. He's like, well, I'm, I'm gonna go get girly, and we're going to live a good life together, and all this other shit. Yeah, but then Hamill and the lady show up. All right, now before you say anything else, okay. like I said, from the, from the point I told you about where they landed with the wind call. So from that point until now, now is where I finally get back into the movie. So that huge ass gap. I don't know what the fuck happened. So pretty much the moment you take Mark Hamill from me, I no longer gave a fuck about this movie. But the minute you brought him back, I, I started watching the movie again. So this, <laughs> well, is they, I, this is where I came back. 
they somehow have tracked them to a museum land. That's and the micro machines. <laughs> <laughs> he wants he wants Byron. He's like, I need Byron. I need my prisoner. And F. Marie Abraham gets all up in his face. And Mark Hamill just paintbrushes him. That's right. Smacks his ass. He did he look like hitting that hard and they got blood all over him. Like, damn, he hit him that hard. Is he a robot? He still might be. I don't know. I thought earlier when he said that Byron was a robot, I thought he also admitted that he was a robot. So I was confused with that too. Well, I said he didn't eat fucking plain things. He didn't eat a big ass cake yeah. now. Like he might as well. Maybe he wasn't that draft. That oh shit. About. Let me ask you this, Brent. If this movie had become more popular and gotten more money, do you think the debate would be like, is Mark Hamill an android? <laughs> no, if it had got more popular, he'd have came back like T2 as a liquid Terminator. And then they could rip that movie off after it came. Yeah. I was just thinking of like the Deckard being a Repu- uh, Republican. What the Republican? Fuck? Deckard being a replicant. A replicant. Um, be like, is Tasker an android? People people got mags when I had that discussion with people. I'd be like, well, it depends on what version you watch. And they're like, that's not what I mean. <laughs> I love doing that to people. I don't know why. I'm an asshole. I love that it just doesn't answer that question, honestly. Yeah, well, they got the sequel now, I guess. That doesn't even answer the question. Yeah, I'm about to say it really doesn't either, actually. Nah. Because it ends with... Doesn't it... I, I've only seen it once. Doesn't it end with you not wondering if old boy, the lead character in that movie, I can't remember his name. What's the actor's name? Uh, Well, no, I think we do find out that he's a replicant, don't we? Oh, do you? I don't fuck it. I gotta watch it again. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Thank you. I couldn't think of his fucking name. I almost said somebody else completely different. Carrot Top. There, yes. Chairman of the Board 2, Blade Runner. Ugh. Blade Runner yeah. 3, chairman of, chairman of the Blade Runner. It took me a minute, but I got there. Insert GIF of Made from Get Out. <laughs> no, 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 Brendan, yes. the boy got slapped. He got slapped. that's going on, Belitsky. Right, like I said, I was fucking confused, Brendan. That's because... the slap that caused, by the way, blood. Yes. Yeah. And uh, she's, Belitsky, the partner, meets up with Owens, and they... And she's like pulling the gun on him, but he's like, you're not going to shoot me. You know, we, we got something together. And I thought that's because they fucked. What the fuck do they have together, Brendan? Uh, um, they were talkative in the cave earlier. He, he was like annoying the fuck out, harassing her in the beginning. They yep. got saved by a robot in the cave. What oh, else is there, bro? Well, there's something coming up here because he says, oh, yes. we have a thing together. He attempts to... Oh, well, she shoots him, right? She shoots she him with the dart again. But yeah. he finds out it's the antidote that she shot him with, did which you, is like... Did you think that, or okay. did it surprise you? Because I knew surprised. that's what it was. Oh. oh, really? Because I was just like, oh, she poisoned him again. Cool. Well, see, that's the thing. It's it's weird now, because I, I in my mind, I knew it was the antidote because they had just fucked. That's what you but thought. But that's not the case now. <laughs> but he, But he, like, says he's going to handcuff her, he puts one handcuff on and then he forcefully kisses her. And again, I'm confused because I'm like, y'all just fucked. What is going on here? Is she is she being like, now I'm done with you now because I'm back with Mark Hamill? I was so fucking confused, though. Yeah. No, now it's... Now you know, and now you know it's super rapey. Yeah, now it's weird, yeah. Um, because she can't defend herself because she has a, 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 a hand, an arm handcuffed to the bedpost. Yeah. Um, I'm actually surprised this didn't go full Goldfinger with him just like ravaging her. And she's like, oh, yes. Oh no. I did put in my notes. I did put a rape kiss. So at least I did even, even though they fucked in my version, it still looked bad. Oh, oh well, yeah. Because like, I don't care. Like if you fucked and like guys, gentlemen listening to this podcast, yes, I don't care if you fucked a lady before. If you go to, if you have to handcuff her to kiss her, that's <laughs> not okay. 
No. PSAs from the Home Video Hustle. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. No, don't do that. No means no. There you go. See? Easy. Yeah. It's really, it's actually the, probably the easiest thing in the world. The word that they say means the meaning of that word. The only thing, though, is that there are weird situations where I've told this story on the podcast. I don't know if I've ever told you. Real quick story. I was, I was dating a girly or talking to her. We went to the mall. She was like, I'm going to go try this outfit on. And I tried to be playing with no walk up in there with her. She's like, aha, no, don't, no, I'll be out in a second. I was like, all right. I went and sat down. And then when she came out, she looked pissed. I was like, what's wrong? She said, nothing. Come to find out later, she was mad I didn't go in there after she told me not to. Like, motherfucker, you told me no. So sometimes mm-hmm. it is weird, I guess. But that's one. Yeah. That's one time, though. But, I mean, you did the right thing because... I never felt bad about it either. I'm like, you can no, be mad. I'm not mad not. about that. <laughs> if someone says no, then you assumed it was no. Yeah. I even asked I asked the spirit about that. I was like, so what is up with that situation? She was like, yeah, fuck her. That's weird. I'm like, okay. So I'm not tripping. All right. You can't... Yeah, you can't just, like... Yeah, that's that's no, that's not okay. There's a reason why she's not the spirit, and that spirit <laughs> is the spirit. <laughs> um, um next note. Yeah, that so, weird rapey kiss, and then shootout after that is what I got. Yeah, next. Mark Hamill shoots the fuck out of Byron's girl, smokes her ass, and that's when I'm like, he's the villain for sure. Now I knew before, but now it's solidified. Oh, he's just shooting oh, yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah. The copiness has come out of Mark Hamill. Yep. And then Mark Hamill like runs over to his plane and Byron is like, oh shit, I should probably leave now. (laughs) Byron is chasing him. He shoots Byron a couple times, but he's a fucking android, so it doesn't really do anything. And then Byron like jumps onto the plane. They have their whole scuffle. Um and he just starts like yanking wires out of it. See, he like did he did a Superman dive into the back of the plane and just started ripping all this shit out. I'm also like, how many fucking wires could be in that plane? Or how many wires would it take before it just nosedives, too? He pulls out a lot of them motherfuckers. <laughs> he does. Like, that has a pretty good failsafe uh, in there for, like, a bunch of wires to get ripped out. And the crazy part is that, and this is leading to one of my, my absolute favorite part of this whole entire movie is coming up right here. I but know he, what it is. I fucking know. You go you ahead, are, but I... You I, already I, know. But it fucked me up because he ripped all the wires out, and I'm like, okay, it's going down. But then they have a little fist fire or something in the front seat, and he's about to kill Mark Hamill. But then Mark Hamill says his Bible shit. And so Byron is like, oh, yes, right. I'm not, I shouldn't kill. I'm supposed to be good. So he lets him live, I guess. But then he like just wraps up random wires and starts pulling them like he's using that to fly the plane. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Now, you done ripped up the engine cords and all that. It shouldn't matter what you're doing. But the best part, though, is that Mark Hamill sees him trying to land a plane. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do this. We're going to land this goddamn place. Like, you're doing it. You're doing it. Yeah. And then immediately cut to Jesse just crashing into a mountain. It's the absolute best timing. Come on. Come on. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. Oh, I did not. I didn't. I actually thought something else was your favorite part. Oh, what you thinking? Uh, well, because right after that, I actually assumed I was like, oh, he took him out in like a suicide thing. Yeah. But 
he comes out like Byron suddenly shows up with like cartoonish like oh, charcoal yeah. makeup on like he the just Wally blew Coyote up but, like shit. yeah and I'm just like oh my god what <laughs> no I just love because the fact because it's so hype because it, it it got me I swear to God I can't like it got me I thought he was actually gonna land and like Mark Hamill was gonna have to like get in prison for killing somebody but it's just like no crash <laughs> just yeah Mark that. Hamill dead as fuck. Byron walks away with again Wiley Coyote like charcoal like explosion makeup. And see, and because of VHS VHS rip, I guess I couldn't tell if that was supposed to be just like from the plane smoke or whatever, or if it was supposed to be like his robot shit like coming out like in the Terminator. Oh, I maybe. It just it looked to me like explosion stuff, but it was hard. Just it probably was, but that's just me overthinking. I'm, I'm adding shit to the movie that they didn't do. <laughs> okay, I have a line here where Bill Paxton says, "There go my best friends." Yeah. Or a friend, dude, just one, yeah. Okay. Is that a line that's in this movie? I don't know why. Yeah, because um, after, because when he, when he uh, walks up to Bill Pass with the Wiley Coyote makeup, they have a little conversation. But then he says, um, since my girl dead, I'm going to go, you know, follow my dream. I wanted to do this. And, and that's what Bill Pass is like. There goes my best friend. And then massive confusion now because Mark Hamill's partner is there with Bill Paxton. And she's like, no, I'm your best friend now. And we're going <laughs> to go find those balloons. And I'm like, See, at first I'm like, okay, they fucked, and you know, he handcuffed her now, and then you know, maybe she got over that. But now it's like, how the fuck did this happen? And then cut to the song. Ooh, you making me live. Ooh. May as well. You got balloon footage. But see, now Brendan, I implore you to tell me, since you paid more attention to this movie than I did, how, how did she get to this point? If he didn't. How did she get to the bad? point of like we're like, together now, now? She's with him. Like you're my best friend now. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't like, know, man. Like the, my version works out way more better than this version. I thought I that was the girl he fucked, bro. <laughs> I just thought, like, okay, so she felt bad for him, maybe, but like, also he gave her a super rapey kiss. But also, this is 1989, so maybe yeah. it wasn't seen as that. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. It's super weird. You have to have. A, the guy get the girl at the end of the movie whether it makes sense or not i guess but it's like it's weird because like i still don't understand like it wasn't even super well defined that mark hamill was the villain for like at least half of the movie <laughs> until he starts shooting random ass people <laughs> until he kills i mean I, i'm guessing off screen kills hagrid i was like oh he does kill at the museum remember that when they show him walking into the museum he does kill the guards outside too they show the guards dead bodies on the ground so I guess they did right. that too. Right. And but even then I'm like I was waiting for like the moment where they were going to be like fighting against a greater evil, you know what I mean? Like that's what, that's what I thought was going to happen. They were going to like have to team up or some shit. Like the wind cult. Yeah, there you go. Like I thought that was going to be the one where like, "Oh shit, we don't get along, but like we also have to take these people out." And then maybe at the very end Mark Hamill would have been like, "You know what? You guys go ahead." You, That's you, pretty much what I thought was going to happen. Eventually, he's going to just let everybody go, and he's going to go about his way, and him and girl, and maybe he'd be like, you know, you were right. Maybe we do need to get that farm and go retire somewhere or some shit like that. That's what I thought was going to happen. Like a like a, like a a Fast and the Furious thing where Paul Walker, like, lets Vin Diesel go. You know what I mean? Yeah, there, yeah it's very good. <laughs> it's a quote a better movie. Well, well. Oh, oh, okay. I don't much care for the first one. I'm not going to lie. The first one's one of my favorite ones. I can't even. I... I <laughs> I have a really weird take on the Fast and the Furious movies. I only like the eighth one and Hobbs and Shaw. I like one, 
three is I six and seven. I haven't seen eight or Hobbs and Shaw. I haven't seen the two you like the most. You you would definitely like Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, I got to I just got to sit and watch it one day. So two is your favorite? Fuck no. But uh, yeah, after they after him and Gurley fly off all in love and shit, you just I guess they got their balloon that he dreamed about, and then that's the end of the movie. That was Slipstream. Slipstream. We talked a we we stayed on topic fairly well. Because I'm so fucking confused, Brendan. <laughs> I'm still confused after talking about it. Right now. I'm I'm possibly more confused now. That's what I'm saying. I actually am because how the fuck did she get to this point at the end? I want to know. Look, when you look in Bill Paxton's eyes, I mean, how can you say no? And she was like, "This motherfucker. This he was in Predator Two. I gotta fucks with him. He will be in Predator Two. I think you mean. Oh, there you go. Well, he was in Aliens. There you go. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, wait, that's right. He was in Aliens. He had a fairly big part in Aliens. That was like like three years before this. Yeah, that was eighty six, and I think I seen Weird, Weird Science was eighty five. So yeah, both of them at this point. Yeah, straight to video. Weird. <laughs> well, that's because of the producer, I guess. Yeah. But we're gonna play promos and ads. Oh. If Age Radio want to pay us a little bit, and oh yeah, exactly. Y'all people on Patreon saw that video clip just now. <laughs> we'll be right back. Have you ever watched a movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every week we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it so you don't have to. And then sometimes we ate your cues in our mailbag. No big whoop. Yeah, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking. You can find us on your favorite podcatcher or follow us on the World Wide Web on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. Who the hell says World Wide Web anymore? This guy. So, uh, yeah, see you soon. Wave at microphone. So, Brendan. Brent. What did you think about Slipstream? What would you give your rating? Well, well, see, I would say how you rate it on your show, but you guys just kind of say, eh. Like, do you recommend it? We have we have a rating system now, I guess, or we will be starting a rating system this month. Oh, okay. uh, but I'll I'll go with, I'll go with you, the rating system on this show though, because okay. I was between two ratings, and maybe this will maybe this will surprise you, and maybe not. It, I'm not it sure. Will. It will. Okay, it will. It will. <laughs> because I was between two ratings. Um, I was too, so I'm very curious. I don't think this was awful. No. I don't. We've done way worse movies when I've been on. I mean, we did the fucking the puppet sex movie. What the fuck was that called again? Oh, the item. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so this was like somewhat competent with like actual actors. Um uh, and and it had like it had something of a budget. And I was my ears kept perking up just every time like the movie had a sudden change every like five or ten minutes. Like just the genre and the tone switching was just so crazy. And I'm just kind of shocked that this movie exists. Like I, I was just blown away that I'd never heard of this. I um, so, I mean, I guess, is the rule on this show that if you're between two, you pick the lower one? Yeah, if you can't decide on that higher one, you got to go with the whatever lower. All right, so I'm going to give this a nine, a six out of ten. Oh, okay, that's about where I figured you'd be at. Yeah. 
So I almost six went seven. to a seven, but I'm gonna go between, I'm gonna go with a six because I mean I think it was like I think there were it was kind of entertaining shit. There were parts that were like kind of dull, but there was enough ridiculous stuff that I was kind of into it. Yeah, that's the only thing. My I was between two numbers too, but not six and seven. Okay, oh. <laughs> I was and I was thinking back on it like because there's part like pretty much like I said when Mark Hamill's on the screen, I'm in that shit. You got me. Yeah. But then he leaves for a long motherfucking time. Yeah, like 30 minutes, yeah. And then even when he was there at certain points, I was still out. Like I said, once they got to the wind cult, Brent is gone. I can't tell you shit. And I didn't come back until the museum shootout. That's a long period of movie right there. <laughs> so I had to think. So I was like, all right, it can't be that high. But I didn't hate it. Like I said, it ain't a terrible movie. It ain't a really a bad made movie. It's got actors I recognize that also bumped a little bit. It's like, oh, I know him. Yeah, I know him, and they they can act. I have, I, prediction in my, I have a prediction in my head, so I'll wait to see what you say. Well, I'll have between two numbers, but I think slightly lower yours. I'm going to give it a five. Ah, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> it was between a five and a six. I usually go with five where when I don't hate a movie, I don't love it. It has things I like, but I can't yeah. fully get behind it. It's a five. Yeah. Like, it's a wonderful life. It's a five. <laughs> <laughs> I might go higher for that one. I bet you would. <laughs> I would if I was watching the Riff Tracks version. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you're like a two and a half out of five, and I'm like a three out of five. So, I mean, it's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I pay, like, let me see, there's 50 movies in this collection. I paid, like, what, 20 bucks for it? So whatever that equals out to, it was worth that amount. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> if that's one of the 50, it's fine. Oh, yeah. All the movies I sent you, they're all on this set. <laughs> oh, shit. So that could be a whole, that's a podcast right there. Go through all 50 of these movies. <laughs> so it's fine like it, honestly if a movie where mark hamill plays an evil bounty hunter intrigues you with bill paxton ben kings and f murray abraham if that intrigues you like it did us then you might as well just watch the shit it's that's, probably on youtube was it on youtube oh it's on tubi that's right it was on tubi um well tubi if you're in canada um i don't know if you can watch it streaming but i think you can rent it uh, but if you're in the states uh you can watch it on uh, tubi for free with ads Check Lots of ads too. about how uh, about how vaping is bad for your health, which it is, guys. Don't vape. Well, I can tell you what, folks. If you got if you got access to YouTube, it's on YouTube in full. It was just uploaded a year ago. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, oh no, it no. does that thing. If you don't mind watching it flipped backwards or flipped reverse, that's that's. I guess does I, it, I, is I, it, that's it also right. like weirdly sped up or like only in a corner of the screen? No, nah, it looks like it's. It's a uh, full screen, but it's the like when it says slipstream, the letters are backwards. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, you know what? Just guys, it, most of the people that are listening are in the US, right? Just watch it on Tubi. Get a VPN and watch it on Tubi. Oh, uh, yeah. The audio and everything is fine. It's just the video is flipped. So, well, there it is. Slipstream. Brendan, that's one of probably, honestly, of all the movies we've done together, probably one of the better ones. <laughs> yeah. I oh, mean, I think oh, wow. we really liked. Um, I think we really liked that weird Australian movie that we did, Body Melt. Not even I forgot about Body Melt. You know what movie we liked the most? Actually, we both gave it nines. I think you know what it is. Oh, I don't remember the name though. It it's burped, the clown the hashtag one. Child murder. It's where that is. Fucking Ghetto Blaster. Ghetto Blaster. Yes, thank you. The first episode you did on the Home Girls, actually. Yeah, well, that movie not was counting the styles. Fucking spectacular. And I know. Uh, movie that you did on our podcast, Brent, that you really liked was Terror Squad. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and to my hip-hop people, it's not talking about the Fat Joe group. 
It's actual military no. squad. Starring Chuck <laughs> Connors as Joe Biden. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, I forgot about body melt too. That's right. We did both like body melt. There's okay. been a couple of them, I guess. There's been the bad ones just overpower everything though. When you got like negative twos and zeros and shit. <laughs> We've done a lot of shit. That's true. We just had Serbian film. Speed kills. Speed. Oh, I forgot about speed kills. Of course too. you did. I don't remember a fucking minute of that movie. <laughs> I don't either. Shit. <laughs> oh man, I forgot that was a movie. I'm glad there's a record <laughs> like, of that shit. Like, should I? Like, I was there anything in that movie that stood? Out? I think I gave it like a three or two. I think I remember more about striking distance than speed kills. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm trying to try go back and see if I can find the notes for that movie. I don't know. I don't, I don't kill <laughs> microphone time looking through notebooks. But, Brendan, we have segments on this show, as you know. Mm. And I got to go get the cards from Black History Flash cards from Urban Intellectuals. I'll be right back. All right. I'll keep the people entertained while you're gone. Uh, so, Brent is going to go get some flashcards. Oh, uh, he's back already. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just had to reach right over on the bookcase. Oh. <laughs> I had a whole right. segment ready. I, I had a script. I was going to oh, read. Go, do it. go ahead. Uh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right. See, Black History Flashcards, Volume 2, Black Women. Today we got Sojourner Truth. She doesn't have a specific date since so she was born in 1791 and passed away November 26, 1883. She's an abolitionist and civil rights advocate. Escaped slavery in New York in 1827 and successfully sued for the return of her five-year-old son with the help of an abolitionist family. She changed her name from Isabella Born Free to Sojourner Truth after becoming a charismatic religious orator, giving speeches about the evils of slavery. She became nationally recognized after publishing an autobiography about her life. She worked alongside Frederick Douglass, but separated from his cause because he believed that men's rights overweighed women's suffrage. Assisted in helping slaves escape to freedom in the North and organizing black troops and supplies for the Union Army. And she aided former slaves find, aided former slaves to find jobs and rebuild their lives through her work with the Freedmen's Bureau. That's what Sojourner Truth. Black history for that ass. All I gotta say is, Frederick Douglass, come on. Yeah, I was, I was like, oh, word? It makes Honestly, though, like, it checks out. Like, you, you hear about, like, um progressive people of the day and then you hear about their take on like one thing and you're like oh why were you like progressive there but not there <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like jk rowling right yeah uh, she's super yeah. she's super for like gay rights and like you know black lives matter and all this stuff but like for some reason trans people are like a oh, weird okay. block for her that's what I thought. Okay, I thought it was something with trans people she was always... Yeah, she's weird like, oh, and I don't want to get into it. Fuck J.K. Rowling. Come on, I don't know be much better. about her. I just know be every time better. I see her on Twitter, she's digging that hole deeper. It's all I know. I, the other thing, too, is like, if you believe that, just don't talk about it. <laughs> but, Brendan, I got the freedom of speech, Brendan. And I've already made a billion dollars off Harry Potter. You can't hurt my pockets. That's like when people got mad about Don Cherry getting fired because he has freedom of speech. And I'm like, you know what freedom of speech doesn't protect you from? Getting fired by your employer. Well, to quote the great Ice-T, he has an album that is titled Freedom of Speech. Just watch what you say. Ice-T told you in the 80s. Like, (laughs) I don't know how people still don't get it. If you're like, I don't know, let's say you're like a CNN reporter 
and you go on like a weird xenophobic racist rant on Twitter, mm-hmm. can CNN fire you? You damn right they can. Yeah. Can they can they censor you? No, but they can fire your ass. Okay, but like, yo, okay, that's what's up. You can go now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, freedom of speech does nothing to protect you from like getting fired by an employer. Like if they don't, if your shit doesn't jive with them, they can get rid of you in a heartbeat. That was legit. I don't know if you felt the same way. That was legit when I got with uh, Age of Radio. I was like, man, we say some shit sometime over here. They might be like, we can't fuck with you no more. But they've been cool though. No, Age of Radio is great. I will say Age of Radio is fantastic. Um, I mean, we're not saying any hateful shit. We're just saying, nah. you know, we're. Real I think shit. I. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're all progressive people. Like, we're not oh, yeah. like coming down on a certain group of people or anything. Except for maybe like fucking right wing nut jobs, but they're not a group of people. They're just dumb. Yeah, they're assholes. And they're all white anyway. Let's be real. <laughs> For the most part. He, he said it, not me. For the most part. I mean, let's throw Candace Owens in there, I guess. Yes, you can, actually. I do not claim that shit. Ugh, fuck. <laughs> well, Brendan, we got other uh, segments on the show. Other segments? Yeah, you got hustle approvals. You got anything you want to approve or recommend to the listeners? I do, and I always refer to this as hustle recommendations, but it is called hustle approval, so I got it right. I don't know why this. we started calling it that, but it just it, it's what it is now. <laughs> um, I um, well, actually, I've been watching a lot of movies lately, so I had to like narrow down what I wanted to uh, oh, shit. throw out there. Um, I finally, I was I was looking through um, HBO. And there was a, uh, yeah, and there was a Martin Scorsese movie that I had actually never seen. Um, it's called After Hours. Yeah, and it stars, it stars uh, Griffin Dunn. And there's also like Catherine O'Hara, John Hurd, which is crazy because it's like the parents from Home Alone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and then like a bunch of other people, um, Terry Garr, uh, Rosanna Arquette, Linda Fiorentino from Men in Black. Oh. Uh, just like tons of people. And it's about this guy who basically... He meets this girl while he's at a coffee shop and she gives him his number or yeah, she gives him her number and he thinks uh, they're going to end up on a date. And so he goes to her place and there's like a really weird vibe. Uh, Like her roommate is like a sculptor and then she shows up and starts crying and there's like a drug dealer and he goes here and there's something else going on. And it's like, it's almost like the whole movie is like, it's like a weird, like dream logic. Like it's almost like everything that's happening is just like happening to spite him. Like everything that can go wrong is going wrong, but it's like nothing you would expect. It's mm-hmm. honestly in the sense of slipstream. I didn't expect anything. I didn't know what the next scene was going to be. I'll, this is a much oh. better movie than slipstream, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's really good. And there's like great, like comedic performances. And it's just such a different Martin Scorsese movie than I've ever seen. Cause it's a full on, I mean, it's kind of, it's a dark comedy, but it's a full on comedy and it's really good. And it's like, I think it's like an hour and 40 ish minutes. Um, it's on HBO max for you yanks out there. Um, and then Canada, I don't know, just find it after hours, 1989, I think recommend. I don't know if it's still there, but I I swear I thought I saw it on Criterion channel for a little while. I'm not sure though. It might not be be anymore. Might be. It's really good though. So everyone should watch it. There you go. Brendan. Yo. <laughs> I'm a hustle proof something I know that Brendan loves. Oh no. I just started watching recently. <laughs> and I even got the spirit watching it now. Y'all should tell you what I'm about to say. Um, I started watching Star Trek Discovery. 
because fuck it. I, I watched all of the original Star Trek, watched all the Star Trek, the next generation. Like I'm, I'm like halfway through DS9. But I keep hearing on the Besotted Geek, they keep talking about Star Trek Discovery. And it piques my interest because you got the black captain or whatever. So I'm like, you know, fuck it. Let's see what it's all about. I happened to turn it on as we were eating leftover Christmas dinner. So the spirit was on the couch right here next to me. She was like, what's this? I said, oh, this shit is Star Trek. You don't know nothing about this Star Trek yet, but you're going to learn today. And she ended up liking it. So now I'm not allowed to watch Star Trek Discovery without her. So <laughs> yes, people, I have made the spirit into a motherfucking Trekkie. It happened. She probably won't watch the old shit, I'm sure. But I got her on that new shit, though. That's all that matters. And Star Trek Discovery is pretty good. The only thing I know, there's a lot of people that's like, oh, that's not real Star Trek. You know, it's more, it's too action and all that. It's like, I don't care. I'm not that deep into Star Trek. I'm like, that's not the essence of Star Trek. I don't care. As long as it's entertaining, I don't give a fuck. And that's how I feel about most things. Just the same way when, like, Mystery Science Theater came back and they're like, oh, he's not going to be like Joel and Mike. Ah, shut up. It still was good. And now everybody watches it. So that's what happens. <laughs> now, granted, like I said, Discovery might not be as good as the other ones, but it's fine. Um... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not like a, I'm not like a big Star Trek person at all. But no. like, I I don't think <laughs> I've never watched Discovery. Like, I I've watched bits and pieces of different Star Trek things. It's just a weird thing where like, I don't know. I'm sure there's like a genre of movie or like a type of movie where you're like, I just don't care or like I just don't want to give it the time of day. It's not it. Wrong. If I watched it, what's that? I said rom coms. Yeah. I mean, like, if I watched it, maybe I'd like it. I don't know. It just, it's just something that I've never gone out of my way to watch. But, like, Doesn't hey. pique your interest. Yeah. And honestly, for a long time, I never really mind either. I only re- I started watching Star Trek when I was in high school because when I would get up in the morning and get ready for school, I would watch Night Court because it would be on Nick at Night. And Star Trek, but I would watch one episode, then another episode would come on, I would be in the shower. And whenever I got out of the shower to get dressed, Star Trek was on. So I would just watch it as I got dressed. One day I just said, fuck it. I just started watching it. I actually never liked it. There you so go. You never know when it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean that happened with me with um, like I never, th- I never, and I know this isn't technically anime, but uh, like I never was like really, I never cared for anime. I don't like the style. It's just it takes me out of it every time I watch it. But like, I actually have been watching Avatar: The Last Airbender series, and I'm almost done the first season, and it's been really good. So. Spirit says this all the time because she loves Avatar. I bought her the Blu-ray set a couple years ago, but uh, she says I like. I, she's like, I'm not a big fan of anime. I like American anime. Mm. Maybe that's she, what it is. It's just Americans doing that type of style. Because you got she likes Avatar. She likes the Boondocks, which I think Boondocks is actually animated by a fucking anime studio, but okay. whatever. It's, it's American made, I guess. But shit like that's what she like. Legend of Korra, that other Avatar. She likes all that. Yeah. But the only she does like Sailor Moon. That's the one. That <laughs> anime she fuck with heavy. I love anime. Not all of them. Sometimes some of them are weird as fuck. I've never really... I watched like one episode of Avatar with her, but I know I got to watch that movie for the podcast one day because I got to torture her and PJ with that shit. Good Lord. (laughs) That's the beautiful thing is that her and PJ love that series. I have no affection for it whatsoever. But Brent, I will tell you right now, you are also torturing yourself. Guaranteed. Oh, I believe it, but it's going to be fun. See, the, the beautiful thing is that it evens out. While I'm being tortured, it sucks. But watching them be tortured will bring me some fucking life. So just imagine, so just imagine all the worst parts about the Star Wars prequels as a hundred-minute movie. I thought you were gonna say I don't. I don't know why. I thought you were gonna say the holiday special. I don't know why. No, not that bad. <laughs> I was saying I imagine all the worst parts of the holiday special. So oh, just the holiday special. So the whole thing is <laughs> so everything except for the Boba Fett cartoon. Everything except 
girly like do, do jerking off in the living room the girly on the uh, vr headset Wherever. oh come on the cartoon is pretty good yeah but that doesn't make me laugh as much as old boy was it what the fuck was the name that wasn't lumpy that was a lumpy. itchy whatever the fuck his name was just jerking it to fucking diane carroll or whatever thank you i couldn't think of her name yes yeah <laughs> just watch claudine too damn damn that's damn think about that that was claudine bro hey there's your other hustle approved Cla- claudine watch it i think i used it before but fuck it yeah watch claudine <laughs> well brendan thank you for being here man it's been over two hours and i just realized that <laughs> is that really weird though no nah, but it's winding down brendan time to tell some people about your show give them that oh. info b well i've got two shows um only two huh you got rid of that third one? <laughs> yeah i got rid of the three through five. Oh. um one of them is called What Were They Thinking, which I host with uh, Nathan. Uh, we talk about bad to questionable movies. You can find us on uh, Facebook. Just search for What Were They Thinking. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. And, we, um, and you can find us on any of the podcatchers, as well as Age of Radio, ageofradio.org. Um, we are, uh, we, yeah, we, I mean, we talk about bad to questionable movies. I'm sure there's a lot of overlap with the movies that we've covered. Uh, that have been covered on this show. I know you, we both did Silent Night, Deadly Night, and we know we both yes. did Human Centipede. Yes. Um, there have been a few. This uh, yeah, I, was, I was trying to think of them all, but I can't think of them. <laughs> one, one, oh, other, Santa Slay. That's yes. A recent one, yeah. yeah. The other podcast, which I know I don't believe we've had any overlap on movies we've covered, Probably is uh, For Screen and Country. <clears throat> and that's a podcast I host with my uh, my friend my friend Jason. Uh, we talk about the top 100 the BFI Top 100, that's the British Film Institute Top 100 British Films of All Time. Uh, we're about, wow, we're like over two-thirds of the way through that list now. Um, for a while, now. Yeah, yeah. So we talk about, like, each movie. I mean, it's it sounds, I mean, I know you're, what you're thinking. BFI, British Films, sounds kind of stuffy. But don't worry. We have a little fun. We got some yucks. We laugh it up. Uh, we talk about each movie on the list, you know, whether it belongs, how good it is, if it holds up, weird things about it, maybe some problematic shit. Uh, and uh, you can find that on Twitter at BFI underscore pod uh, for Screaming Country is also available on all the podcatchers as well as Age of Radio and uh, yeah, on Facebook and shit. So follow both of them. Listen, enjoy, yeah, watch yeah. the movies. Follow Brendan on Letterbox too, so you can see all his scores on there. Yeah, I don't even know my Letterbox name. <laughs> Type in Brendan and see what the fuck happens. Just do it. And, <laughs> and if it's Brendan Fraser, watch his entire filmography. Just do it. All of its five stars on his profile, even Monkey Bone. <laughs> yeah, Monkey Bone's not the worst, I guess. Nah, I've I've seen it once years yeah. ago on VHS you, you don't need to watch like fucking Dudley Do Right and shit. George of the Jungle. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that movie I have a fond affection for. I'm so, not gonna so does PJ and Spirit, so you're not alone on that. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it before. The sequel can kiss my ass, though. Dude, I didn't even have him in it, right? <laughs> all right, well, after all that, if, you want, if you're listening to this for the first time, or you just listen to this and you're like, you know what, I will finally look for Home Video Hustle on the fucking internet somewhere. You can find us on all the social media platforms, but the best place to find us at is on Twitter. That is at capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase Icast, H V H podcast. I am legally obligated to say that now, or I will start riots in this bitch. 
Oh, I'm sorry. With one D, Brendan is Brendan's throwing. He's one finger. One D. Oh, I did, I have a copy of Steel now, Brendan. So that shit's gonna pop off sometime. Oh shit! It's all <laughs> coming together. That's right. But uh, yeah, I'm on. I asked the main show page. I'm running that shit. PJ has his own page on Twitter that he never uses, but it's at Paulie PJ, capital P, lowercase a u l y, capital P, lowercase j. If you want to holler at PJ, the best place to do that shit is on Instagram at 614p underscore music. He'll actually respond. There's times where I'll call him, he don't answer. And I'll text him on Instagram, he hit me back immediately. I'm like, you're on the phone, PJ. Why do you do this? <laughs> Just answer the goddamn text message. <laughs> He's got it on airplane mode. <laughs> um, let me see. Oh, and he has music on SoundCloud too, at 614p underscore music. The spirit is at the spirit 95 on all her social media apps if you want to holler at the spirits. Uh, we're on HR Radio, just like Brendan. Didn't realize how fucking long we've been there now. God damn, I was looking at some stats. Yeah, you guys have been on a while. I think I've been on there like we've been on there like three months now. Which yeah. I know, I know you guys have been on there much longer, but like three months, it feels like a while to me because I feel like you just, I feel like we just set that up. It does, man. Time, man. Time is crazy right now. I'm trying. I was trying to see what episode number it was. As I know, the first episode I think we dropped with Agent Radio was Mortal Kombat: The Journey Begins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the fucking cartoon and that was like in the 60s or 70s so we've been over 100 episodes now with what a fucking debut <laughs> you know what Adrian we're gonna do it big we're gonna watch this Mortal Kombat direct video cartoon that hyped up the movie that's what we're gonna do <laughs> I know you want big numbers right off the bat this is how we're gonna do it and I'm pretty sure the next movie after that was DOA Dead or Alive that was based off the video game <laughs> I think that was the one-two punch for Asia Radio right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> don't, I don't ask even know me why. What, I don't even know what mine was. First Asia Radio show? I actually don't remember because y'all record a lot in advance. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck it. The world may never know. Yeah. Well, Die Hard, I mean, there might be somebody that's going through, like, t- tweeting us right now, like, it was this episode, Brent. Like, <laughs> all right, damn, I ain't know. <laughs> Brendan. Yo. Thank you for joining me to talk about Slipstreaming. Thank you. Didn't do a didn't do a back pick, but I send you trailers and I let you pick. I still give you the option. Mm-hmm. And next, apparently, you said you want to do hands of steel next time you're on the show. Yeah, I think I might, I might try and procure a Blu-ray of that. Oh, speaking of procuring Blu-rays, we did an episode on a movie called Mission of Justice. Do you remember that? Yes, I found Very out. Oh, they um. I found out that it's actually the third movie in a series, or it's just they just gave it the, the they just made it the third. I don't know if it had any connection, but there's a series called the series, the series of movies called Martial Law, Martial Law One and Two. Mission of Justice was supposed to be Martial Law Three. I think we mentioned that in the episode. Uh, I, yeah, I think yeah. I even put it in the title. Yeah, yeah. But I just I bought it. I bought Martial Law One and Two on Blu-ray. It will be here. <laughs> I got my stimulus money and I bought Blu-rays. <laughs> that's what they wanted you to do i know right i bought what did i buy i bought martial law one and two i bought tammy and the t-rex on dv on blu-ray and what was the other thing i bought hold on i'm gonna tell you because you'll probably be back for some of these <laughs> i gotta make them watch tammy and the t-rex though classic another one that'd be another crossover one that y'all have done already yeah oh, you got the r-rated cut i'm hoping it is yeah Oh, okay, I got. Oh, that's what it was. I got Martial Law one and two, Tammy and the T Rex, and a movie called Action USA. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so one of the you'll be back for at least that Action USA may be calling your name, Brendan. I need a Canadian viewpoint on the action in the USA. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Yeah, I'm right. So on that note, 
all the info out there. Brendan has been thanked multiple times. So you can't say I didn't thank him for his time. I even got to show him a movie he never fucking heard of. You know how hard that is for people like us to find shit we've never heard, especially with Mark Hamill and Bill Paxton. Like with nobody, you didn't know about that. People out there watching and listening, you didn't Nobody's know this movie existed. I don't don't pretend you did. You didn't. Exactly. It's one of those movies where I'm safe in saying that there's not probably any at all or very few podcasts that have talked about this movie. I assure you. Just like, what is it? This is a Brendan Brendan's never seen, number one. There you go, oh, man. <laughs> Almost every movie we've done together would be that if that's the case. <laughs> yes. Brendan Brendan's never seen The Item. Because <laughs> everyone's <laughs> the, seen that. So who the fuck has seen The Item other than Red Letter Media? Because that's where I got it from. That's the only other people. But... Until next time, one thing left to say, Brendan. I'm Brent. I'm Brendan. There you go. You know protocol, goddammit. Have a great rest of your Friday. Have a great rest of whatever fuck day you listen to this on. Slipstream is on YouTube in a shitty quality if you want to do it. It's on Tubi if you can get to Tubi. If you're in Canada, VPNs do exist. You can use that to watch it on Tubi. Or if you holler at me and you got some money, maybe I'll switch your... <coughs> you didn't you all right? it? Yeah, I'm all right. <coughs> you know, that wrong shit, I'm sorry. But... <laughs> check it out it's, like i say it's not terrible it's one of it's a uh, what do you call it? a curiosity there you go yeah you want to see a movie with mark hamill and bill paxton that you never knew existed i found another movie with mark hamill that's sci-fi where he looks like a cop and is holding a gun we probably gonna do it now it's like a time runner shit yeah so one day not blade runner time put, it, runner. put it in the bank I'm, I just got to find a copy. That one I can't. It's on videotape, but it's the videotape is out of print, oh. so I need to find it somewhere because it's not on DVD at all. It's not streaming over at all. So I. I got it. faith in you. Oh, I'll find, believe me. We, you found what is it? So we'll find the shit. <laughs> a movie that's not even been released commercially. We found the shit. Nope. So believe me. And on that note, peace.